0: Appliances Studios, where Pittsburgh shops for appliances. This is WDVE. It's Pittsburgh.
1: Isn't it great when you find something you lost and thought was just gone forever? The best. A Cincinnati man finally found some old jewelry he had lost, and he didn't have to go far to find it. 35-year-old Joey Likens lost his septum piercing five years ago and just could not <laughs> find it. He eventually gave up looking and bought a new one. Well, recently he woke up in the middle of the night with a terrible cough and was having trouble breathing, so he went to the hospital. They did a chest X-ray and revealed his lost jewelry in one of his lungs. Ah, He said, the doctor came in, showed me the X-ray, and said, does this look familiar?
2: He's like, that was was my Prince Albert. Wait. (laughs)
0: How in the world? Well, those yoga classes finally <laughs> paid off. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning Show.
1: It's three minutes after six at dve here is the channel 11 severe weather center forecast chills in the air partly to mostly cloudy skies today a cool breeze a high of only 58 we will have a chance to see scattered showers reports ian had become a category four hurricane at 5 a.m this morning current projections has the storm making landfall near fort myers later today it's expected to generate life-threatening storm surge catastrophic winds and flooding in communities along hundreds of miles of Florida's western coastline. This extremely dangerous storm is packing sustained winds of 140 miles an hour as it churns about 75 miles southwest of Naples. Hurricane storm surge and tropical storm warnings are in effect for dozens of cities and towns there. Today, the White House will host a national conference on nutrition, health and food security. It's the administration's first White House conference on food, nutrition and health in more than 50 years since the Nixon administration. Biden will use the conference to launch a national campaign to tackle high obesity rates and end hunger in the U.S. by 2030. Currently, more than 73 percent of Americans over the age of 15 are overweight or obese. That's, uh, That's a,
3: a crazy figure.
1: Yeah, are too fat, man. Um, Come on. Uh, roughly one in 10 U.S. households are food insecure. The administration is allocating $8 billion in private and public funding to reach those goals.
2: That's why, honestly, sports is so important. I mean, obviously, the food is the first thing. Food's the first thing. But the only way that you can circumvent that... Because the food for everybody across the board is mostly garbage. Wherever you turn, you're eating garbage. If you're not running around and yeah. running that off,
3: that's where you... Like, it's, it's crazy. I feel really bad for these kids. First line of defense is diet, and the problem is it's expensive to eat healthy.
1: Very expensive. You know?
2: Yeah, but think back to when you were a kid, at least for me. I ate absolute trash till i was 25
3: yeah and was a rail well yes your metabolism is but also you had like home-cooked meals and stuff
2: yeah but i mean dude when i got sick my mom was making me cocoa wheats and cinnamon toast like i ate nothing but fruity pebbles and yeah. apple jacks and the worst cereals <laughs> you know i mean the best but
3: right the worst for you yeah um well it, I, I wish I had a solution for it other than to say that, you know, it's sports are expensive, <laughs> which sucks. No doubt. It's like I think it's a socioeconomic thing mm-hmm. as much as it is anything. And for some reason, we have decided that we have to have portions that are the size of a friggin, you know, uh, uh like dinner platter at every meal, no matter what.
1: Especially like, if you go out to eat. Uh, that, yeah. If you if I go out to eat. I get th- usually three meals out of whatever I order. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, the, the diet that we have has been a ticking time bomb since I was a kid. But the difference is I wasn't in my house binge watching shows for seven hours.
3: No, I, dude, I played every sport forever. And, uh, you know, I was lucky that I had that outlet. Like, being active. You don't have to play sports. It's being active. But it's just... Uh, that's not happening. Kids are playing. They're on their phones. Because that's it. Yeah. Like, when I was a kid, when the sports weren't in session, which, by the way, when I was a kid, sports were nothing like they are now, which are these insane, uh, uh, schedule-consuming travel and money. It's ridiculous. But we would go play baseball or football, and they're just sitting there playing video games now. And then, you know, and it's kind of awesome. Like, the video games are incredible. I get it. Going forward, of course, it is weird. I don't remember who said it, but like, what is going to be the thing for this generation when they're older, when they look back to like, you know, when I was their age, I played video games all day. (laughs) These guys (laughs) are just sitting in a closet with their brain meld. uh, You know, like (laughs) what is going to be the thing that how do you get less active than not active at all?
2: I mean, you're like, I think that the next generation is probably going to grow up almost entirely in the metaverse. Yeah. (laughs) You know, like probably I went outside once or twice a week. You guys.
3: Yeah. You're living in the metaverse.
2: You just walk around with a VR helmet on.
3: I don't understand that. And I have been told that that is the future and that's where it's all going. And that's cool if it happens without me, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Me too. I know our company is like even holding concerts in the metaverse.
1: Yes. This is great.
3: Are the accommodations any nicer than the crap hole they threw us in out here (laughs) in the metaverse? Or do they suck in the metaverse too? (laughs)
1: Pennsylvania's new state parks are being revealed. Speaking of getting out and enjoying the nature, uh, Governor Tom Wolf visited York yesterday to make the announcement that Pennsylvania is expanding its system to 124 state parks. The new parks are Big Elk Creek in Chester County, Susquehanna Riverlands in York County, and Vosburgh Neck in Wyoming County. Wolf says his administration has established more state parks than any governor in 40 years. And, Fall's a great time to get out and visit visit those parks. This past summer's big shows at PNC Park making a significant impact on the local economy. Visit Pittsburgh says four large shows generated more than $40 million in spending among concert goers. Elton John's performance earlier this month drew nearly 40,000 people with a spending estimate of more than $11 million. August shows by Billy Joel Metallica, Def Leppard, Motley Crue, Poison, and Joan Jett. Uh, generated the remainder of those tourism dollars. Would you be willing to do this? A Canadian couple came to the rescue of a skunk after it got caught inside a plastic ice cream container. Mm -hmm. Brian and Myra O'Connor said they made multiple attempts at capturing the skunk after they saw it on camera walking with a plastic dome lid around its neck. Brian said the skunk was very skinny and moving slower than the others observed in the neighborhood, which caused him to be concerned. I think I'd be more concerned there are that many skunks in my neighborhood. How many
2: skunks do you have it to compare to? uh,
1: The couple got the help of Critter Care Wildlife Society who were able to trap the skunk without being sprayed. Uh, They cut the lid off the skunk and took it back to Critter Care's facility for rehab.
3: And then they moved (laughs) out of skunk town. Well, I told you the Skunk District was going to be a little challenging.
1: (laughs) A pumpkin featured at an Ohio Pumpkin Festival is breaking another record. The world's largest pumpkin from the Barnesville Pumpkin Festival weighed in at over 2,400 pounds and sold for a record $13,000. Following the event, the pumpkin was bought by a group of local businesses. It is spending the week outside a Chick-fil-A at the Ohio Valley Mall. According to a previous story on Channel 2, that massive pumpkin was grown by Eric Sundstrom and his family in Harrison City, Westmoreland County. I don't know if they get all that money or not. I don't know who gets the money, but. Hallmark Channel set to break ground by airing its first Christmas romance featuring a same-sex couple. The Holiday Sitter featuring Jonathan Bennett and George Krissa is about a workaholic bachelor who babysits his niece and nephews uh, before the holidays when his sister and her husband have to go out of town. Since he's clueless about kids, he recruits help from The Handsome Neighbor and finds himself in an unexpected mm-hmm. romance. No air date yet, but Hallmark rolls out its nonstop holiday movies beginning on October 21st.
2: Will there be a backlash? Will there be an uproar? I don't know. Will anyone care? Mm.
1: The final trailer is being released for the upcoming horror film Halloween Ends. It's the follow-up to last year's Halloween Kills and is the latest installment in the franchise that takes place four years after the last film ends. Of course, it stars Jamie Lee Curtis as she confronts Michael Myers once again. Halloween Ends will be released in theaters and on Peacock on October 14th. And finally, the family of one of Jeffrey Dahmer's victims is not happy about the Netflix series about the serial killer. Dahmer brutally murdered Errol Lindsay in 1991 after luring the 19-year-old to his Milwaukee apartment. Last week, Lindsay's cousin Eric uh, Perry headed to Twitter to blast the show, starring Evan Peters. Perry wrote... I'm not telling anyone what to watch. I know true crime media is huge, but if you're actually curious about the victims, my family are angry about this show. Uh, Perry also shared a side-by-side shot of his cousin Rita Isbell delivering a victim impact statement at Dahmer's trial and the series reenactment. The man added, It's traumatizing over and over again, and for what? How many movies, shows documentaries do we need? Isabel told Insider that Netflix did not consult or pay her for any reenactment.
3: Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to watch it. It just seems like very, very creepy and terrible. I uh, there's also another one on Prime. There's another Jeffrey Dahmer movie on Prime, and it's called That's Crazy. I, th- I might be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure it's called My Friend Dahmer, and it has like no. the graphic, you know, on the on the <laughs> click-on thing My there. My
2: friend Dahmer.
3: It's like Dahmer in school, and he's like looking around. It looks like it's like a crazy sitcom.
1: Oh, is it like, is he a kid? Yeah. Yeah, I think I saw a trailer for that.
2: There's a sitcom, too. Dahmer and Greg. Have <laughs> you seen <laughs> no, it?
3: No, I have not, no. Two
2: Dahmers, a guy in a pizza shop? No way. Oh, man. That's,
3: That's awful. Yeah. <laughs>
2: It's it is it's too much. One aspect of the Dahmer story that Bob I think... Bob Hart's Dahmer was a, <laughs> a bridge too far. I, one, one aspect of his killing spree that is just... I, I can't get over is that he was doing this out of an apartment.
4: Yeah. Like,
2: how just not paying attention were people back then?
3: Oh, I- or how slick was he? Well, I don't know, but I mean to be well, the- doing this in an apartment building. Yeah, the- a lot of times if you make like curry, it smells in the apartment building. Right.
1: The trailer, because I did watch the trailer, but a neighbor is like, "What are you doing in that apartment? The noises, the smells." And then she talks to police. She's like, "I called you guys." So I don't, I don't yeah. know if that's accurate or not, but
2: yeah, the
3: police just like, we're like, nah, we're not coming out for that. Yeah, I mean. That's part of the whole story there is how the police kind of ignored warning signs, including enough up to the naked kid running down the street screaming yeah. help who they Dahmer's like, oh, yeah, that's just my friend. You can bring him back to my house. And they did. Just probably not the best police work at that at that <laughs> time. <Probably. laughs> no. I had to call everybody in for meeting. go, guys, let's go over the serial killer <laughs> protocol once again. <laughs>
1: Uh, Rain possible today, going to be cloudy and cool. Only in the upper 50s, it's 44 at DVE.
3: Uh, Big show for you today. We've got the great Billy Price joining us to talk about his brand new career retrospective CD that's out right now. The Grammy-winning Pittsburgh Soul tuner. He is a legend, man. I mean, he's not originally from Pittsburgh, but he moved here in like 1975 or something like that and just completely transformed the music scene and is nationally renowned as one of the best so we're glad to have Billy on today to help celebrate that and his many years performing at the Decade and the Graffiti, with, you know, a bunch All of different over. bands that yeah. tore it up through the years. I
2: love it that I've seen him on stage performing with somebody like the Common Heart.
3: Oh, yeah. yeah he's done a few rambles. He's done uh, the uh, Stones for Children shows that we've done. He's he's still active. That's awesome. He is the best. Yeah. So he'll be on 845 today. Yeah, he's 72. Still, still crazy. I mean, he's Sounds still great. He's still amazing on stage. And then uh, Big Cat from Pardon My Take will be on with us later on. Mark Madden as well. Yesterday, late in the show, our friend Greg Warren joined us. And, man, there's just nobody funnier than Greg.
5: You, you know I sold Pringles, right? Yes. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, the, the, the Pringles invented in 1968, same year uh, that I was born. Both uh, both killing it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, and, did you know, like, Early on, they tried to kind of come after Pringles because they were doing well, and then the government was like, hey, you're not made up of 100% potatoes. You have corn and soy and wheat and potatoes as an ingredient. You can't call yourself potato chips. You have to call yourself potato crisps, and we did, and people were like, yeah – we still like them, you know, and uh, the government was like, well, you know, they're not made of 100 percent potatoes. And people were like, yeah, we yep. kind of figured that when they were uniformly stacked on top of each other in the perfect shape <laughs> of a horse saddle. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> you know those uh, gummy orange slice candies, not real oranges. We, we figured that out. too. <laughs> <laughs> the Pringles, they're good for a lot of reasons. I would say, number one. Uh, we protect our product, right? You ever go on a, on a picnic with a bag of potato chips? <laughs> One banana rubs up against it. You got potato dust at Pringles. <laughs> we built a cardboard fortress around our product. You know? Take them to the beach or a hike or a mortar shell attack. It doesn't matter. You know? <laughs> but more importantly, efficient use. Of space. You ever open a can of Pringles? Huh? Bill, you ever open a can of of Pringles? Yeah. Wall to wall. Floor to ceiling. (laughs) Chip, 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 chip. (laughs) You ever open a bag of Lay's? Air, you just bought air. You bought air. That stuff does not belong in the snack aisle. It belongs in the balloon aisle because that's what you bought. A blown-up balloon with four chips in the bottom of it. Congratulations.
3: Yeah. Yeah, you know, a lot of people, you you have uh, profound thoughts on peanut butter, Pringles, orange juice these are important topics you know a lot of people Thank are, are man. out there
5: yeah. a lot of people shy away from them randy
3: <laughs> i know They're you're you are brave you. enough
5: i'll talk i'll talk about it right here on the air and i want to address something since the last time i talked to you guys okay. uh, some people have said that i didn't have the guts to come back on this show because of what went on with jiff and uh if you guys don't know i'm sure you know i know okay it's not that i don't know a, a while back, uh, a few months ago, uh, 14 people, uh, it doesn't seem like a lot to me, allegedly, uh, say that they uh, had some salmonella issues, um, you know, right. and, and, uh, I, you know, and so we pulled all the GIF off the, off the shelves. We pulled, we pulled, all you of couldn't get it, couldn't get it, right? It's back now, uh, it's back, but we did, we did the right thing, and I feel bad about it, you know. Um, uh, I didn't do it, I just, Like, I, I, but I wish I could go back 20 years when I worked at that company and say, Hey, if you guys are thinking about coming up with some sort of a raw chicken flavored peanut butter, <laughs> uh, uh, don't, that's a terrible idea. Bad <laughs> idea." You know? And I just want to point out, this did happen, um, in, uh, in 2006 with Peter Pan, same, same thing, uh, salmonella issue. Okay. And just this year, Skippy had some uh, small metal particles in their peanut butter. uh, And you guys are probably saying, well, Greg, it's never happened with organic peanut butter. Well, yeah, that's because they've only sold like 30 jars of that stuff. Okay. (laughs) It's (laughs) it's, It's not. Come on. So let's be honest, I don't, they make the you stir.
3: I don't like the stirring, you know? They, do, they make I you the stir. Peanut- yeah. Oh,
5: you just stir You're it not- up, Greg. You just stir it up and the oil goes away. Oh, now I'm supposed to help you make the peanut butter? Why don't you just hand me a bag of peanuts and a hammer next time? I'll smash them up myself. Me eater. You maker. <laughs> 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 oh, Greg Warren. I, I'm a always... purist, you know. I'm a purist yeah. with the peanut butter. Like I I think there should be creamy and crunchy. That's it. I don't need all the yeah, flavors. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all kinds of stuff. Now, Peter Pan has a honey roasted uh peanut butter, which I know those guys they I get they're probably just you know, <laughs> Grinding up bees and sticking them in there. If I if I know those guys, uh, and then you know, Jeff, I'll admit it. I don't work anymore, but that's my brand. I love them still. I'm loyal, you yeah. know. But I mean, they're doing stuff that I don't care for. I mean, they they they're, they're getting off on other things. They have they have an Omega peanut butter. The Omega, that's fish Omega oil. Omega
3: three. Omega. Yeah, threes? they're putting yeah.
5: fish. You don't put fish in peanut butter. Are you wondering how you got salmonella? You know, like what? <laughs> hey, what, what kind of fish was it? Let me guess. Salmon. I, I, I think maybe.
3: <laughs> Greg Warren. He's the best. He'll be oh, uh, hopefully coming into town soon.
2: But yeah, was, we miss him, man. We,
3: yeah, we didn't have Billy on yesterday, so we thought, like, man, it'd be great to hang out with Greg, and he was nice enough to oblige. Coming up, we'll be hanging out with Mike Pursuta, Coach Tomlin meeting with the media yesterday, and uh, I'll tell you, every day I have less and less hope. Just in general, <laughs> but I mean, as uh, in regard to the Steelers. That game needs to get here already. Uh, uh, the Jets game, you just, you need a W you got to have the W. Oh, you, you, you have to. You've got to have the W here. Mike will have a full report for you I when swear. we come back. D-V-E. From the Flynn's Tire and Auto Service Weather Center.
6: This report is sponsored by Levin Furniture and
3: Mattress. It's going to be cloudy with rain and scattered thunderstorms today. High of 59. Just a few clouds tonight dropping to 47. Mix of clouds and sun. D-V-E Sports. Mike, proceed with your sports now on the D-V-E Morning Show. Mike. Sports this hour brought to you by Bridgeville Appliance. Steelers head coach Mike
7: Tomlin announced that Mitch Trubisky has been benched and Matt Canada fired yesterday. Ah, just kidding. Mm-hmm. Nothing of the sort happened yesterday on the south side. In fact, Trubisky's still going to be the quarterback and Canada's still going to be the offensive play caller, at least for the time being. That Steelers offense isn't where anyone wants it to be just yet, Mike Tomlin said, but Uh, The Steelers head coach also emphasized he thinks it's trending in the right direction, and so the Steelers are going to stay the course.
8: You know, there are a lot of things that that we need to do better. There are a lot of things that we'd like to do better. I think the best way to sum up my evaluation of it, whether it's the collective unit or components of the unit, is that we've been better with every outing. And and so uh, it's reasonable to expect those improvements to continue. Um, we haven't done enough to win the last two football games, and so um, there's reason for alarm as it pertains to that. But largely, I'm seeing um, improvements in all areas, whether it's individuals or whether it's the collective. and And so, it's our job um, to tune out the noise and to remain committed to the path that we're on and work to get better in the effort to change the outcome of these games. I expect our guys not to blink and and, and to continue to work. And so. I'm um, have to display that as a leader, and I intend to.
2: Mike, I I actually like this spin zone by Tomlin. If you compare Mitch to Mitch, he's better. Yeah. But if you compare Mitch to anybody else in the league, it's I mean they're they're bottoms
7: in the league in every offensive category, and the same could be said for the entire offense. Yeah, they are getting better, but the the last part of what he mentioned, good enough to win games. If they keep improving at the rate they are, they'll be ready to win some games and five, six, seven years. Uh, <laughs> right. You know, I, Yeah. he's setting a tone. Uh, the Jets are coming to town. It is a winnable game, but not one that the Steelers can just show up and expect to win. And uh, I'm assuming that he thinks a, a major upheaval is, would threaten the chance to win that game, and then they'll see where they are after the Jets game. I don't think this is necessarily uh, etched in stone for the rest of the season, but uh, he's not going to do anything this week. Other than uh, at nose tackle where uh, Tyson Aloalo has been dropped to second team and Montravius Adams promoted to first team on the depth chart that the Steelers published with their weekly release in advance of the Jets game. Uh, Mike Tomlin also asked about the mood of the offensive players yesterday given all the recent frustrations. Uh, Tomlin uh, decided to take the temperature of the entire team instead.
8: You know, I don't know about the offensive room in particular. I don't know that if I diagnosed it that way. I know that we're all pretty hacked off that we hadn't won the last two games, and we realize that football is our game and our business is winning, and so we got to get back to business.
7: Quarterback Akello Witherspoon uh, dealing with a hamstring. Tomlin said that could limit him in practice this week. Minka Fitzpatrick in the concussion protocol, but uh, Tomlin did not want to discuss the likelihood of Fitzpatrick playing against the Jets. He just said he's in the protocol. Kevin dodson has got an ankle, and Presley Harvin, uh, according to Tomlin, expressed discomfort in the hip area. That led to uh, a roster move for the Steelers yesterday. They've brought back punter Jordan Berry and signed him to the practice squad, presumably in case Harvin can't go. Linebacker Delonte Scott released from the practice squad. He's been up and down the last couple of weeks, uh, appearing in a combined 16 defensive snaps in the New England and Cleveland games. Those were the second and third career games for Delonte Scott. Uh, In New York, or more accurately, New Jersey, the Jets uh, continue to deal with offensive line issues. Left tackle George Fant placed on the injured reserve list yesterday. Uh, Jets are uh, really scrambling to find tackles uh, in the wake of losing uh, the guys they thought were going to be their starters, uh, Dwayne Brown and Mekhi Beckton, uh, <clears throat> New York down to rookie Max Mitchell at right tackle and uh, Connor McDermott at left tackle at the end of its loss to Cincinnati last Sunday. The Jets uh, signed former Bengals first-round pick Cedric Obwehe off the Texans' practice squad yesterday. He presumably would be the third tackle. For the Steelers game on Sunday. This is really bad for the Jets. Poised for Alex Highsmith to eat? Uh, for everybody, I think. And, uh, well, I'm wondering if they're thinking, do you bring Zach Wilson back for this? Right. I
2: heard that bandied about yesterday. Yeah, this might not be the ideal scenario for him to start.
7: You know, a young guy coming off a knee injury and uh, nobody to block for him. Uh, <laughs> also, uh, Mike What could Tom- go wrong? <laughs> Mike Tomlin made a point uh, to open yesterday's proceedings with a salute to Cam Hayward uh, and all the charity work that uh, Hayward's putting in this week.
8: I can't say enough about what Cam does in the community with the Hayward House, and and so I thought the best way to support him is just by donning the T-shirt. I know he's out in the community each and every day this week um, displaying acts of kindness and other things, and, you know, we're just so honored to be associated with that guy Um, and the way that he leads not only within the organization but within the community and so tip of the cap to cam and and all the great work that's being done at the hayward house yeah cam emphasizing this week all of his
7: uh various and extensive charity endeavors different event every day and uh, raising awareness and money and uh doing the the good work off the field that he has done for a long time now good for cam yeah that's awesome Penn's 6-2 uh, losers to the Red Wings uh, in exhibition hockey last night uh, at the PPG Paints Arena. Brock McGinn and Brian Rust scored the Penguins' goals. Casey DeSmith and Tristan Jari split the net-minding chores. Jari allowed four goals on 14 shots. DeSmith, two on seven shots. Sidney uh, Crosby, Jake Gensel, and Crystal Tang all minus three. But Letang posted a couple of uh, box jump videos after the game, so it doesn't really matter. He's in great shape. Great shape.
3: Air looks good. It's all that matters, dude.
7: Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Pens will play at Buffalo on Saturday as their uh, preseason continues. Pirates 4-1 winners over the Reds yesterday. Miguel Andujar broke up a 1-1 tie with a three-run double in the bottom of the seventh. He's got uh, four RBI in his first two games with the Bucs, two for seven since they acquired him. On waivers from the Yankees. Bucks and Reds will uh, do it one more time at PNC Park this afternoon. What do you guys think? want to do the show and get out on the North Shore, go to the game? Sounds good. Let's drink some beers. Yeah, I'll
2: meet you down there.
7: Wait
3: for me right outside. Billy Price on the show later this morning. Big Cat from Pardon My Take. Mark Madden, Billy Price celebrating his 50 years performing here in the Pittsburgh area. A complete badass Grammy, Grammy winner. And uh, he is pretty much peerless around here. Val's got your news coming up top of the hour. What do you got?
1: We're going to talk about our swearing habits or practices or what, something, whatever you want to call
3: it. <laughs> sure. Bud Light Game Day Bar of the Week is Lucky Bees in La Trobe this NFL season. Stop in Lucky Bees and enjoy five Bud Light bottles for $12 during all Steelers games. Bud Light for the fans.
6: Kiss and shout it out loud. Back off Boogaloo.
3: Yellow's don't bring me gone. <laughs> Yeah, it's Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Tomorrow is going to be our Radiothon broadcast, first one of the year. It starts today at 10 a.m. So we're three hours away from Radiothon kicking off here on DVE. And it'll go through Friday morning at 10 a.m. Very much looking forward to this. Once again, best time of the year. We're still not in a place where we can be back in the hospital doing this, unfortunately. I hope that happens someday soon. Yeah, yeah.
1: hopefully next year.
3: But Just someday, this is the next day, next best thing. And uh, we implore you to take part in it. Call in if you can donate five bucks; it helps, and I guarantee you, you'll feel good about being a part of Children's Hospital Radiothon. Michelle kicking that off again today at ten a.m. So yesterday, on the internet, the A story of the day. You know, they always say you don't want to be that guy. Every day the internet has a guy, and you never want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was some clown from some YouTube show called Try Guys. Now, I have no <laughs> idea what this is. Never heard of it in before in my life. But boy... I have kids, and I've never heard of it. You know, okay, so I don't even know how big this is, but all right. That, no, it's huge. Okay, so... Huge. Apparently. Yeah, I mean, it was everywhere. So the Try Guys, uh, it's four guys, and they have a YouTube show where they try things like... um. Right, whatever. Uh, they make Let things. Think of something. They'll try it. Yeah. Oh, let's try to build this huge Lego thing without any directions and see how far we go. You mm-hmm. know, groundbreaking stuff like that. Well, the one guy... Kids love it, though. Well, that's fine. But the one guy was a-, a wife guy. Okay, now BuzzFeed describes a wife guy as a guy who... he His entire online persona is about how good of a husband he is and how much he loves his wife. Now, if we've learned anything... <laughs> Major red flag. Huge red flag. Anytime you see a guy talking about how much he loves his wife. Now, it's been a bad week for the wife guys. Because you had Adam Levine, longtime wife guy, get busted for, at minimum, flirting online. Being inappropriate. being inappropriate. Yeah, the Maroon 5 guy is
2: like, thanks, try guy.
3: Right. But now, you know, it's taken on a little different life than these kind of things usually have from a trajectory standpoint because he's being dragged into its wake because they're saying, see, oh, he's course. just like Adam Levine, these wife guys.
2: Oh, you know, I am embarrassed to to say this because I spent way too long on this yesterday. I keep seeing Mulaney's name come up. Yes. John Mulaney. And I'm like, what did he do? I just saw him on Saturday night. He seems to be doing great. He's talking... His whole show is about how he's putting his life back together.
3: Well, here's the thing. Mulaney got somebody brought this up in connection to this because Mulaney uh, used to have a relationship with his former wife that a lot of people seem to think was idyllic. But uh, I think Mulaney is probably one of the more misunderstood people out there because he's one of those comics uh, or just celebrities who looks like something he constantly tells you he's not. He says it in his act. He's like, I'm an addict. I do terrible things. It doesn't look like it because I look like a salesperson from the 50s. (laughs) But, like, he tells you, I'm a drug addict. Uh, I drank, you know, uh, Listerine to get drunk. I've drinking, uh, you know, vanilla extract. I have a huge addiction issue. And so it's more that there was this perception of him. That I think a lot of people were disappointed in. Well,
2: people were bringing up, too, that he was another person who had a lot of material about how much he loved being married, loved his wife, that kind of thing.
3: He, yes. and when But to me, it's no surprise. No, that, like it's like, well, yeah, he's also an addict and talked about how difficult his life was. So like, I don't know if he cheated love on her or he broke addict. up, you know, depending on what you want to read, Mulaney either divorced her and then met Olivia Munn or started partying again and then met Olivia Mann. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it
2: was it was really quick afterwards. But I think to your point, the reason that people like him and trust him is because and I just figured this out on Saturday. I'm like, what is it? He has Ferris Bueller energy. Like, he reminds me of of a Matthew yeah. Broderick and Ferris Bueller. Like, he's so likable mm-hmm. that you just want to believe him. You want to believe in him.
3: Yes. So now, the point being this, the wife guys, we all know this now. Don't fall for it.
1: So the wife guy is paints the perfect picture. Paints
3: the perfect okay. picture. Okay, it's not
1: just he's a husband.
3: No, no, no. He, his whole online persona or on stage persona centers around the idea that he loves his wife wife and he's so lucky. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They said in this one Buzzfeed article about it, they're the kind of guys who put on their Twitter bio or their Instagram bio, uh, or like on the day of their anniversary, another trip around the sun with this special one, (laughs) right? You know, stuff like that. Uh, now that is not to say that you can't be a guy who actually loves his wife and is like crazy about his wife. You can be, it said but the that louder you are about yeah, it, the sad. more well, likely you
1: are. Right. And it's anything. If you're online talking about how great your life is, your kids are so wonderful, yeah. you know behind closed doors that's a disaster. If
3: you're Ted Haggard screaming to your flock every Sunday, <laughs> how much
1: straight sex you're how having, how much straight yeah. sex you're having, don't
3: you <laughs> protest too much? And how gay sex is wrong, and then. Lo and behold, you're a meth addict with a wicked man hooker obsession. <laughs> it just it sucks for the women because
2: it's like that's what they want. You Is know it? what I mean? Well, they want they want some they want a guy a that shows man. his affection, who's not a, a, afraid to say, "I love my wife and I'm committed to her," and show all these pictures of her. And here we are. Here it's it's like the sincerity the social, of it, though, Yeah, it's
1: it's well, not the show. Unfortunately, it's it's
2: real. right. But it's like the hallmark channel of a social media account.
3: Yeah. It, look, it, you can post that you love your wife. You can do all that. It's when you make it your persona <laughs> that you know... You could bet if FanDuel would give me a bet on that guy cheating on his wife, I would take it. And I'm surprised they don't have one, because let me tell you about FanDuel. Hi, I'm Morning Uh Radio's Randy Bauman. Mm -hmm. FanDuel Casino is giving you a free chance to spin and win today and every day. Introducing FanDuel Casino Reward Machine, a free-to-play game giving you a shot to win up to $2,000 in casino bonus Every day brings you all the excitement of playing FanDuel Casino games for free. Every day at 6 p.m. you get three chances to spin the reward machine reels. There's three ways to win. Match any three symbols for an instant win. Collect symbols each day for a chance to win weekly prizes or win up to $2,000 if you collect three trophies. So what what, what are you waiting for? What are you you waiting for? What what are you waiting for? Snap out of it. Download the FanDuel Casino app by going to FanDuel.com slash Randy. Start playing reward machine today. That's FanDuel.com slash Randy. No purchase necessary. 21 enrolled or present in Pennsylvania. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable casino-only site credit that expires seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See full terms at fanduel.com slash casino gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG.
7: It's time for the Steelers' daily report on DVE, brought to you by Ireland Contracting, your number one home exterior experts, and by BetMGM, premier destination for online
6: sports betting. Here's Bob Labriola. Mike Tomlin announced a change to his starting lineup, and it focuses on the area that currently is holding the Steelers back. Tyson Alualu has been benched, and Montrevius Adams is now the starting nose tackle. The Steelers' defense against the run is back to being the worst in the NFL. In their last two games, both losses ended with the opponent dominating the line of scrimmage and eating up hunks of the fourth quarter by running the ball over and over and over again. The sexier move, the move the fans want, would be benching Mitch Trubisky and making Kenny Pickett the starting quarterback. But in terms of what has been costing the Steelers games, the bigger issue has been run defense. I'm Bob Labriola of Steelers.com.
1: Autumn comes alive in the Laurel Highlands on Nemacolin's. 2.
0: It's the studios where Pittsburgh shops for appliances. This is WDVE Pittsburgh
1: the family of one of Jeffrey Dahmer's victims is not happy about the Netflix series about the serial killer. Dahmer brutally murdered Errol Lindsay in 1991 after luring the 19-year-old to his Milwaukee apartment. Last week, Lindsay's cousin, Eric Perry, headed to Twitter to blast the show starring Evan Peters. Isabel told Insider that Netflix did not consult or pay her for any reenactment.
3: Yeah, I'm not going to watch it. It just seems like very, very creepy and terrible. I uh, there's also another one on Prime, and it's called That's Crazy. I, th- I might be wrong about this, but I'm pretty sure it's called My Friend Dahmer.
1: Yeah, I think I saw a trailer for that. There's a
2: sitcom too, Dahmer and
3: Greg. Have you seen <laughs> no, it? No, I have not. No, two Dahmers, a guy in a
2: pizza shop. No way, oh, man!
3: That's... That's awful.
2: It's, it is. It's It's too much.
3: One aspect of the Dahmer story that Bob I think... Bob Hart's Dahmer.
0: It was a, <laughs> a bridge too far. Randy Bellman and the DVE Morning I, Show. I never would
3: have thought Billy Gardell would have done that, but, you know, it's... You know, Weird turn for him. Chuck Lorre just is, you know, he's a creative guy. What are you going to do?
2: Comes on right after How I Met Your Dahmer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good lineup.
3: My... Uh, Look, my instinct is that that would be a very entertaining show to watch in some form or fashion, but also too many of the creeps. I don't need need to feel the creeps. I don't need to be yelling at the screen and get out of there.
1: And not like horror movie creeps, like disturbing
3: creeps. So we watched our first horror movie of the season last night. So we started off with more suspense. And I'm like, let's watch an old one. Let's go old Hitchcock's to start. Okay, and then we'll work our way up to the slashers because we're birds. In September your window. Where are you starting? No, I went way back. Dial M for murder. Ooh, because I'd never seen it. She never saw it. And I'm like, let's just do that. And um, you know, compared to this, the thrill and suspense of today's movies, it's it's like, well, it's good. But it really, it's it's like a play in one room yeah. the entire time. Yeah, it's and, uh, a piece of art. Yeah, like Rope, his movie Rope is like that too, I guess, where this is like, there's no different settings. It's just, that's it. Here it is. And there's so many holes in it that you can poke right away. You're like, man, audiences in the 50s were so forget- like willing to just jump past any sort of logical lapses in the storyline. <laughs> Well, yeah, it must have been so easy to write stuff because there was a number of things where today someone would be like, well, why would this person would never do that? Mm
4: -hmm.
3: Why? How is the audience going to believe that? But back then, it's like, wait, they're just glad to be in a movie house.
4: Right. They don't care. There's
2: only
3: been 20 years of movies that have been talkies. They're not going to (laughs) go. Why is he going to the dinner with this guy? He's never met before why would he put on a tuxedo and go sure thing i'll do that with you because you know we know better if somebody asked you to do that you'd be like yeah no i'm good i don't need to go hang out with you it's the same thing person i've never met when you see pictures of forbes field
2: people going there in suits Mm -hmm. like people would get all dolled up catch the bus downtown
3: or the trolley here's my other problem go to the nickelodeon that one was at least i think it was an hour and 40 minutes the, the two it's and a, a half time. hour horror movies and stuff, like the Marvel movies, are ridiculous because those are three hours. The mm-hmm. the Batman, the Robert Pattinson thing, that yeah. is like gone with the wind. I mean, that thing is. I saw it was on HBO the other day, and I was like, "Yeah, NFW." I ran a bunch of errands. Mm-hmm. I took my dog on a <laughs> hike. I did some laundry. I came back. It was still on. Wow! Like, how do you devote your day to this?
1: It's a commitment. My it's life. not a quick watch. Yeah, that's,
2: that's a wintertime movie. Oh, okay. It's got to be horrible weather outside.
3: Well, um, at any rate, I'm looking forward to getting into the real slashers here soon. Although I was a bit dyspeptic last night just from watching Dial M for Murder, so who knows?
1: Hey, I think it was AMC maybe used to start um, like October 1st and run all day through the whole month. I think it was them. I don't know if they still do.
2: You go in Halloween. You go in Freddy. You go in Jason. You go in like Freddy versus classics. Jason. I like to do the classics.
3: I like to do the classics, like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. I like Part a Freddy. Two? Um,
1: Part two is the one with Dennis Hopper.
3: No, uh, I like the original one.
2: Okay, it happened I mean. again. <laughs>
3: it's impressive. Why I mean, a
2: massacre we... with a chainsaw.
3: Yeah. yeah, it'd be pretty fast. Yeah, because you got to run with the chainsaw and stuff like that. You yeah. been
1: strong to hold it over your head,
3: right? forearms
2: of steel that guy must have had
3: somebody there was a twitter thing going on last week where um you know how everybody wants to be upset about something Mm -hmm. yes okay Mm -hmm. well some uh girl posted like have you ever noticed that we're just supposed to like be scared of all of these people in these horror movies because they have a disability and she was not joking and she had a picture of freddy krueger and it was like, because he ha- didn't have a hand. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, oh, you mean the disability of how he killed his parents? <laughs> like, look into the story. It's, he was not a, ever a good guy. And it wasn't like people were like, oh, uh-huh, you don't have any hand. He's like, I'll show you. Yeah. Uh, I'll <laughs> put spikes on this and go around and
2: slice everyone up. I never even really thought about or cared about his backstory. <laughs> I don't care what he went through.
1: Bastard son of a thousand men. Is that what it was? That was the rumor.
3: Oh. Oh, geez, boy, that's a that's a tough lot in life if you have that. Um I was too busy running for my life from him. <laughs> in my dreams. <laughs> but she, and then she was trying to defend herself, saying, like, well they always have to have scars and all this stuff. It's like yeah, I don't think this is like society looking down on the otherly abled. This is mm-hmm. more just a story about a creepy killer.
1: Murderous. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> who, if I had to guess, lost his hand, not through any means that it, he, he wasn't like trying to help someone across the street and got hit by a car. I'm guessing it was like in self-defense, the little girl cut off his hand before he, you know, <laughs> threw her into a fire pit. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like He was the nicest man. He worked at the five and ten. And also, it's a story. It's a thi- it's, it's a made up thing. made up thing. Just a made up thing.
1: Does Freddy Krueger have a fake hand? or Was it a it glove? just had the
3: glove with the nails in it.
1: The, the, the blades.
3: Oh, I don't. Yeah, that's a good point. Is that
1: uh, what she said?
3: I, I don't. I, honestly, when I saw it, I started laughing so hard because <laughs> people do have a profound need to be outraged mm-hmm. right now. And when they find something to be outraged about, it's chum. They are sharks, yeah. and they just doll jump. It's like I always equate it to the little kid's soccer game. Wherever the ball is, they all run with the ball, and <laughs> there's no logic to what's going on. There's just a pile of kids running around a ball. That's the outraged on the internet. Where do I go? Where do I go? Over there!
1: I'll be outraged about this! And then to, everyone
3: jumps over there.
1: I used to love the slasher movies. I mean, I've seen... What, it you can't swearing. do it anymore? Yeah, I'm not, not so much. I mean, I'll watch the new Halloween one just because it's, you know, kind you of a you followed classic.
3: them this far? It's cold today, so it kind of feels like we're getting into, you know, yeah. horror season. But, but like,
1: you know, Happy Birthday to Me and Dr. Giggles and My Bloody Valentine and all those.
3: There's a lot of them now. There's so yeah. many of them. A lot of them. And a lot of them are bad. Like, we were just reading some of the, like... IMDB scores on on these movies are like three point eight out of ten.
1: No, like, those, you know this stinks. Those are slasher movies, mm-hmm. or More like, like de- new- I can't watch, and I never could watch like demon possession, ghost. Mo- I can't do those. When
3: you, I was raised Catholic, you ever watched too Ring. Nope. Oh yeah,
1: Mm-mm.
3: Ring's spooky. It's a creep. Yeah, but look, man, Poltergeist, Poltergeist got me when I was a kid. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that's but to me. I
1: have seen that one.
3: The Omen was scarier than The Exorcist.
1: Yeah. And Damien Omen, too.
3: Yeah. Those were f- very Electric frightening Boogaloo. movies. Yeah. yeah that was, when he started breakdancing and the priest had to come over and pop and lock.
1: <laughs> Amityville Horror. That was one. Because I, it's
3: based on a true story. Anything that's like wait, based on a true story. Did you see the Another. They remade that one, too. Didn't they? So, do you know how many times yes. there's been the Spooky House movie? Like a bunch of times, a lot, I have a million bumps right now. It was that uh, the Eddie Murphy bit, right? Mm-hmm. Where he's like, "This is a nice house. Get out. Too bad we can't stay." Like, <laughs> um, but there's a new one that's out. Netflix is releasing it. I think the second week of October, and it's Bobby Cannavale, uh, Naomi Watts, and um, Mia Farrow is in it. Like, there's a bunch of mm. bunch Rose of Rosemary's
1: star- Baby. There's another one, and
3: it's supposed to be based on a true story, these people move into this idyllic house and they're like, oh, our life's going to be so great. It's like, you know, Stranger Things last season. And uh, then they get a letter. It's like, you know, somebody being like, I've been watching this house for years and years and now I'm watching you. It is my obsession. And now you are my obsession. Oh, boy. And then they get spooked by this person who's watching it. And I'm looking at it and the whole time on this trailer, I'm thinking, "All right, this is very clearly like some home- homeowners who don't want these people living there. <laughs> and that's it right they're just like let's band together and get these people mm-hmm. out of here and is they're just you know whose turn is it to write the letter <laughs> i did it last week gary it's your turn that's what i thought. that's what i think that it's going to reveal in the end um but it looks spooky you and I it's all you. And now I'm out of this eat house mm-hmm. and then w- another line in the trailer where again this makes no sense to me their house is being haunted by a person or they're being followed or watched or whatever and uh, they're constantly going, sell the house, sell the house in these letters. And I don't know where this, I don't know why they're putting that voice on their Apple, like read or whatever, you know, like their Apple speak, they should come up with like a the TikTok lady voice. You know, it's a little more pleasant. It's just a group of realtors. Move out of the house. Uh, but Naomi sell Watts me goes, what are we teaching our kids if we just get up and leave, if we can be... Uh, Terrorized out of our home And I was thinking Well terrorized is the key word there (laughs) How to stay alive I don't think any parent has to teach their kids How to endure terror (laughs) Well now kids Being terrorized is just something (laughs) that happens in life
1: Stick it out Like no, get the F out Chin up
3: Anyhow, what do you got going on?
1: Uh, Seventeen Birthday girl (laughs) Yeah It's Val's birthday today
3: got you some birthday donuts yeah, at least. thanks. Which is one of those selfish mm, gifts that you give to somebody because you also want donuts.
1: <laughs> 17 minutes after 7 at DVE, here's a Channel 11 severe weather center forecast. Chills in the air, partly to mostly cloudy skies today, a cool breeze, a high of only 50. Guardian screening system is coming today. Operators plan to share details on the process in place at the time of last Saturday's shooting as well as enhancements coming before this weekend. Some have questioned the park security after three people were hurt in last weekend shooting. Investigators say they're looking into whether the gun used in the attack made it through park gates or if the shooter was able to scale a perimeter fence. Steelers running back Najee Harris presented a new grab-and-go breakfast cart at Pittsburgh's Barack Obama Academy yesterday. Nonprofit Gen Youth and the American Dairy Association have sponsored the cart, making milk, fruit, whole grains, and proteins available to more than 600 students each morning. The organizations say the grab-and-go option increases participation in breakfast programs by about 27%. That's
3: awesome. Mm -hmm. Great thing that Najee's doing there, man. Really admire him. Yep
1: uh McDonald's is now offering toys in adult meal boxes. Not what like triple X okay. meal boxes.
3: What kind of toys are we talking about? Well, here? they've partnered with adult toys in my.
1: They've partnered them all. with the Fappy Meal, cactus Plant. <laughs> flea market, which is a streetwear brand. The idea is to repackage the popular Happy Meal into something for an older audience. The Cactus Plant Flea Market Box box is presented as a Happy Meal-style package that includes one of four figurines. So each meal, you get either a Big Mac or 10-piece McNuggets along with fries and a drink, and either a Grimace Hamburglar Birdie or Cactus Buddy figurine. Why don't they put something adults would want in there? Yeah. Like Advil or (laughs) something. I don't know.
2: Some kind of toy that we like. Here's some... Glucosamine chondroitin,
1: <laughs> right?
3: Take some D three,
1: some omega three fatty acids, something like that. Uh they're saying it takes twenty. Well, by the way, days. if you ever
3: wanted to make a horror movie that would truly scare the bejesus out of people, use the McDonald Land characters,
1: grimace, yeah, from the seventies, uh, yeah. and fill it
3: in, film it in that grainy film that you like see the old McDonald's commercials in. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, the whole movie, uh-huh. so it looks like uh, Grindhouse, you know, something like yeah, that. Yep. Stuck in that ball pit. <laughs> oh, dude, those, those characters. <laughs> the
1: little, little,
3: like, little fry guy. Oh my God. It's, uh, the hamburglar. <laughs> right. Dude, and, and they made him such Straight a pervert. Straight up criminal. He just looks like a pervert. It's like he's eating hamburger or he's stealing cheeseburgers or whatever, but he's definitely, there's way more to that, right? There's, <laughs> oh, some, there's a lot of groping. A
2: backstory. He didn't have a hand. <laughs> he I'm outraged. It's hard to steal hamburgers. <laughs>
1: Uh, there's a saying, it takes 21 days to create a new habit, but the truth is it takes much longer than that. In fact, a study found it takes more like 66 days to form a new <laughs> habit. Whether it's a diet, an exercise routine, boozing less, spending less, or cutting back on social media, uh, we frequently set goals for ourselves. How long, though, do we stick with the lifestyle changes? So if it takes 66 days to form a new habit... According to a new study, most of us will stick it out for a whole seven weeks <laughs> with that new habit. You have to. 21 people just blow it out. Give up.
3: You're you're very good at that, Bill. You are very good at like you want to start something and you do it.
2: I'm trying to be better with that. I mean, I've been super inconsistent over the course of so yeah, You but zoom you out a
3: little bit. I know, but you don't stop trying.
2: Well, yeah, but it's like if just think about any time in your life when you were working out and quit at any of those points, if you just didn't, that it just started making me furious. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't realize that part about being an adult, like being consistent and having, uh, you know, determination and being disciplined. You just have to become furious enough with yourself for quitting so many times that you're just like, I can't quit this anymore. Yeah. I gotta see this through.
3: Well, I think there's this thing where you feel like if you don't have spontaneity in your life, that that is somehow a, a knock against you. At least it is for, for me. You know, sure. I don't think it's like that for everybody. I think and everybody it, likes it. And that. that if you have routine, that that somehow indicates that you have you have fallen into a rut of doing the same thing over and over and you are not living up to the potential. That you may have creatively, or 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 any other way that you want to ascribe to it, but the truth is, that's like how everybody really thrives is to have is to have structure. Structure. (laughs) Whereas I want to be like, yeah, but what if all of a sudden I want to go to the Yukon? Like, I'm not going to do that, (laughs) anyways.
2: There's too many options. I just get completely bogged down and become super anxious.
3: Let's it's like walking
2: it. into a Walmart when you're high. It's like, what do I want? Windshield wiper fluid? <laughs> Skittles? A new area rug?
3: <laughs> candles? So, this is why dogs are happy with the same routine all the time, Val.
2: Sure. Just take Very me for simple. a walk.
1: Yep. Just a Feed I want to know.
3: We're doing the same thing all the time, and I am perfectly happy.
1: Take me outside.
3: But, Give dude, you kiss. know, kids, Routine. Routine. That's it, right? Don't Have you feel
1: to. don't you feel off when your normal routine is off oh, in, in a day?
3: I got to be honest with you. The football season has kicked my ass this year. Like yep. rolling right into like it's football season. Let's go pounding beers for two straight days, <laughs> watching football, <laughs> screaming, mm-hmm. and then like trying to, the Thursday night game early was just cruel. Yeah, that was just cruel.
1: Thank God the next three are at one o'clock on Sunday.
3: Yeah, so having you know. Nine months prior to that, or eight months prior to that, where we didn't have to do it. And then, oh my God, rolling right back into the weekends with the football, which I love. Don't get me wrong, but Mm -hmm. man, Mondays and Tuesdays are (laughs) roof. It's and it's also that, but
2: that's a habit. Like you click right back in. And for me, it always starts with food and poor decision making. Like I'm drinking beers. I'm eating the worst food.
1: I want wings every Sunday. Every Sunday. (laughs) Every game day. I'm
3: like, where am I getting wings from today? I can't eat wings this often. (laughs) But then I try to rationalize it. Well, it's only 16 times that I'm having
4: wings.
3: (laughs) I feel like if I eat a salad during a
2: Steeler game at home, one of my buddies from childhood will come out of the closet, dive
3: over the couch and beat me up. No, you guys are still busting my balls about the one time there was a Monday night game. I made myself a healthy dinner, and a couple of friends came over, and I made them garbage. I'm like, here, here's a bunch of barbecued chicken and other stuff. I'm trying to eat healthy, uh, you know, because it's a Monday night. I don't know. And uh, Gardell, to this day, anytime I say I'm going to a football game. Oh, that's nice. Eh, You going to take a quinoa? Eh, You
2: got a kale
3: salad
1: lined up.
3: Anyhow. Life short. Eat what you want uh, during football games, but try to balance it out with a walk around the uh, block every once in a while. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, you, you know these games, you got to walk it off to burn off the steam of the oh, game. Yeah. <laughs> well,
3: Sunday against the Jets, a one o'clock game. Hopefully, it won't be as aggravating as the last game. But uh, I don't know. You going to this one? I have to go to this one for this okay. reason. If they lose, yeah, I'm not going to anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Do I want to go watch Tom Brady beat yeah. the snot out of us if Minka is it's out? TJ's so still not. Play, you know.
2: Somebody just asked me yesterday. Hey, uh, can you get me Steeler tickets like later this season? I go. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> Does it fall apart? <laughs> then yeah, easily. Yeah. If the, if they start winning or Kenny jumps in and all of a sudden, you know, or Mitch finds uh, finds his way. Yeah. No. Probably right. not.
3: I, I hope you won't be able to get that person tickets. That's my sincere hope for the Steelers. Yeah. And I think it can happen. Look, we've had worser situations that we've bounced back from. I can't come up with any of them right now, but I'm sure there has been times when <laughs> the Steelers were in more dire straits and emerged as a playoff team. But it's looking bleak for Mike Tomlin to have... Another non-losing season. Mike has more on that coming up after the break. Uh, Coach T meeting with the media yesterday. Mon Adams moved in front of Tyson Aluella. Remember when I was saying, hey, guys, Tyson Aluella is like 40. Yeah. And I was, oh, you're an idiot, bull. And I'm like, I'm an idiot, yes. But also, mm-hmm.
2: are we so sure everything is fine? That was the one thing that he answered super straight up yesterday. Why are you playing Montrevious Adams over Alulu? He's playing better. <laughs> I was like, what did he just say that?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love when he does those answers. Like, not much to expound on. <laughs> He's, He's better. better. All right, Mike's got your sports next. Everybody make sure to wish Val a happy birthday on social media. <laughs> uh, send her pictures of uh, puppies today. That's what she likes. Oh, you yeah, got very nice. nervous when I said oh, send yeah. her pictures. I was like, what? Oh, no, <laughs> no, send her, her pictures you. of your dogs. That makes her happy. Yeah, that's nice. There you go. All right, big cat on the way for you later
6: this morning as well. DV. From the Bridgeville Appliance Weather Center, Bridgeville Appliance is hiring now. Inquire at bridgevilleappliance.com. This report is sponsored by Staples Stories.
3: It's going to be cloudy with rain and scattered thunderstorms today. High of 59. Just a few clouds tonight dropping to 47. Mix of clouds and sun tomorrow. Look for high of 64.
7: No major changes for the Steelers this week as they get ready to host the New York Jets on Sunday at Acresure Stadium, particularly as it relates to quarterback and offensive play caller. But uh, that said, it doesn't mean changes won't be made as they're deemed necessary here's mike tomlin
8: uh, certainly we're going to do what's required to handle this week's business which is to win and so uh, i'm open to whatever that entails but at the same time we're not going to blow in the wind and i think that's the sentiment that i want to relay to you guys is that you know the last couple of games had unfolded the way that we would like um but we're in a no blink business particularly if we believe in what it is that we do and the people that we're doing it with Sometimes you just got to show steely resolve and smile in the face of adversity that, that the last couple of games' results have, have produced for us and roll our sleeves up and get back to work and, and wait for our next opportunity.
7: You know, it's an admirable approach if it works, but <laughs> uh, there's a fine line, is there not, between stick to and stubbornness. Okay, but
3: yeah, you're only as flexible as your options. This is
2: true as well. I think they're trying to build the runway for Kenny at this point. They're just trying to warm the bed up a little bit. I get I, that run game going.
3: I'm not saying that Kenny wouldn't be a better option than Mitch eventually. I think he like anybody's going to, you know, you're starting over again with, you know, Mitch is building up to the job right now. Sure. They're they have so many other issues. They really do.
7: They got a few. And they all seem to pop up at the wrong time. At least they have the last couple of weeks and uh, that's led to a two-game losing streak. I'll tell you, the Jets are coming to town having allowed 21 or more points in nine consecutive games. That's the longest active streak in the NFL. If you don't score on these guys, then I think you got to revisit it and say, well, this just ain't working, is it? Uh,
3: honestly, people... I know they don't fire people in the middle of the season, but Matt Canada, at this point, like I know a lot of people like to say that Mike Tomlin only hires people that are like, you know, he can sort of lord above and then he you know he doesn't have any buddy from his coaching tree as a head coach in the nfl right now i think brian flores hire kind of flies in the face of that line of thinking when you bring somebody like that in clearly he's not going to be uh, a lick spittle for mike tomlin or anything like that right he's he's no sycophant but no he's not a, a sick piddle or what is he either of those lick spittle sycophant wasn't he the fifth rounder yeah, I believe he was. Yeah, you he got Hunter George Kittle, He's he's none of the above. The point being, Matt Cannon is a colossally like, bad hire. Here, man. It's early if, in
7: the morning for this stuff.
3: If they don't if they don't get their act together offensively immediately, I mean this is going to be the worst hire of the Tomlin yeah. like Reign here because the offense looks exactly the same as it did last year. Exactly. Worse. Except you don't have Ben Bailing you out in the fourth quarter. Yeah, let's by give going Ben rogue. some
7: flowers. Well, I mean, the offense bailed them out in overtime in Cincinnati. You know, they had to bail
3: all their own water, but yeah. They had five turnovers. Yeah. And they still <laughs> needed to do that. Matt Canada has got to be a little bit better.
7: Well, and the thing is you got it's Mike, not just Mitch. You got Mike Sullivan on staff who's been a coordinator and a quarterback's coach and a longtime NFL guy. I'm not even saying you, you don't have to fire Canada, but hey, maybe let's try somebody else calling the plays and see what that looks like. Um The plays are terrible. Soft fire are they?
3: Yeah. Are they? Are we yeah. sure about that? I am. Well, I mean the players at least. I think at this the proof point... is pretty much in the pudding. Have there been a couple of drops? Yeah. yeah well, like the But uh, that's like
7: every offense has this. The shovel You're... pass they ran the other day that got called back to gain thirty five yards. Was that
3: poorly designed? Having one play work does not mean that everything <laughs> is fine. Like okay, well, to I'm... criticize it is to if if you criticize the offense and you bring up one play that worked well. Which, by the way, didn't they got it called back? So, doesn't matter. It's something you like to say all the time: they almost lost, but they didn't. But well, they almost had a great play there, Mike, but they didn't. Well, I guess the point I'm getting to is a they lot of people. Didn't. They did. They did. They.
7: Then they, 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 they. I think it's a results-driven business, and your ultimate deciding factor is wins and losses in production, right? But there's a lot of people saying the coordinator sucks. They don't necessarily know how to design an offense or what a good play looks like or what a bad play looks like. But they know the ones like. that are good and yeah. the ones that don't work. They know the and ones we have that don't one work. that doesn't work two years in a row. But it's it's still, to me, more up to the players. Again, I'm not trying to defend Canada, but if you're looking but at are. you are. If you're looking I, you at, no, I'm not. I'm saying if you're looking at this as it's Trubisky's fault or it's Canada's fault, you're not seeing the rest of the fault. I think we
2: should there's, come together here. It's both of yeah, their I fault. Yeah, I think it's both of their there's, fault.
7: There's a lot of fault. Yeah,
2: but, if, it lies you know, not. in the stars
3: but with themselves. Hey, man, the architect Hmm. has to build a house that won't fall down. Yeah, that would help. Well, Um, I
2: mean, to to your point, Mike, at least at this point in the season, all the receivers are saying, I'm open. It's not the play call that's the problem, which to me is like a soft way of
7: saying, Mitch ain't getting us the ball. Now, why isn't he doing that? Is it because he's told don't risk it or he's just not seeing it or he's just not trusting it? Uh, You know, bottom line is it ain't working.
1: Right? He's uh, made them.
7: I thought so when he got here. Uh, He's starting to look more to me like a guy who has physical skills as opposed to understanding how to play the quarterback position. And you need to have both of those things. You need to have have the ability and you need to have the understanding. And particularly the way he's operated at the end of the first half the last two weeks has been baffling to me. Uh, It's almost like he has no concept of the time involved yeah, the awareness what has to happen at that juncture of the game and what you can and can't do. Uh, but that said, Mike Tomlin says uh, Mitch Trubisky is evolving. Uh, he is uh, among those who is perceived to be heading in the right direction offensively.
8: In all areas, um, in decision making and where he's going with the ball, the time in which he's making decisions, the prudent use of mobility. Um, whether it's by schematics or, or by ad-lib, um, but just generally all areas. Saw so a little of that in
7: Cleveland, not enough of it. Uh, one change that has been made, no more Tyson Aluallo is the starting nose tackle. He's been replaced by Montravius Adams.
8: You know, he's been playing better than Tyson, and um, so we just thought that was appropriate.
7: You know Tyson Aluallo has gone from the guy who was the Jenga piece last year right. to the guy who's the problem this year, and we're— Three games into this year. That's one question
2: you won't need to put in the translator. (laughs) He's
7: (laughs) better. Chuck Noll talked about one time he was asked why he took a defensive lineman out of the game. The guy's name was John Goodman. And the answer was, he was being blocked.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty good
2: a good reason to take him out of there. All
3: right, uh, we got Big Cat on the way. Mark Madden later. <laughs> Billy Price, rock and soul legend from here in the burg celebrating 50 years, the Grammy Award winner. And, Mike, great weekend full of bets on tap.
7: You know, and it's going to be that time of year. Uh, hockey, uh, at least in uh, exhibition form, is back. Baseball's still going. Football's going. And uh, if you want to have fun with all of it, uh, get yourself... Hooked up with the Bet Parks Sportsbook and Casino app. Football, baseball, tennis, soccer, basketball, hockey, UFC, MMA, golf, boxing. They even got beach volleyball on there. It is outstanding. Uh, live in game betting allows you to get in the action as it happens. Uh, download at the App Store, the Google Play Store, or at betparks.com. That's P A R X. New users can make their first bet risk-free up to $750. Your risk-free bet refunded uh, in InSight credit. Don't forget to use the promo code WDVE and take advantage of a sportsbook and casino all in one amazing app. Must be 21 and in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: It's homecoming season. There is no place. like home. The DVE Morning show wants to bring some far-flung Pittsburghers home for a weekend. Local Pittsburghers can go to dve.com and submit why we should bring their relative or friend home. The DVE Homecoming winners will get airfare to and from Pittsburgh for two. And four tickets to the Steelers-Buccaneers game on October 16th. The DVE Homecoming with Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Welcome home. Oh, yeah. Enter now at dve.com.
3: Hey, Steelers fans. Randy here. How would you like to have dinner with Cam Hayward and Ryan Shazier? Thanks to my friends at Edgar Snyder and Associates, the chance is yours for the taking. Just head to Edgarsnyder.com backslash stealers to enter the grub on the gridiron sweepstakes. You can enter every day and gain bonus entries for making a donation. All proceeds go towards the Ryan Shazier Fund and the Hayward House. Enter now at Edgarsnyder.com backslash stealers. No purchase necessary. Open to legal residents of designated zip codes listed in the official rules. You must be eighteen years and older, void where prohibited or restricted by law. Visit edgarsnyder.com to read the official rules and to learn more about this promotion.
1: Saving isn't always simple. When you're constantly looking everywhere just to find the best deal, it can feel a little.
3: Hey, it's Randy Bauman and the DV Morning Show. Good morning, everyone. Your Bud Light Game Day Bar of the Week Lucky Bees and La This NFL season stop stopping Lucky Bees. Enjoy five Bud Light bottles for $12 during all Steelers games. Bud Light for the fans. It's Steelers Jets this Sunday, a one o'clock kickoff. Now, the good thing about this is we got three in a row, Val. I think three 1 o'clock games in a row. Yep. The other two, are is it Buffalo and then back again for Brady? For Brady. Uh, it don't get any easier after this Sunday. Weather-wise, hopefully, the rain either holds off or shows up early because that hurricane is definitely going to be a pain in the ass. Up Rip up the that. East Coast. More than likely. Um, so keep your eyes on that. But 1 o'clock kickoff means 9 a.m. pregame here on DBE. And uh, that's Tim Benz, Rob King, Dale Lolly, and then the network pregame gets going with Mike Pursuta, Jerry like Bob Labriola, kickoff 1 o'clock, Bill Hillgrove, Craig Wolfley, yes. Max Starks, Missy Matthews, Steelers, Jets, Sunday, 1 o'clock. Today, in two hours and nine minutes, Radiothon 2022 kicks off. The 15th year we've done Radiothon with Children's Hospital. We can't be there in person this year. That is definitely a drag, Uh, but it has not diminished our excitement for Radiothon or being involved in helping them offer a level of care to these kids that is nearly unparalleled. Mm -hmm. They're one of the greatest places in the country you could possibly be and It's right here in your backyard. Top 10. And one thing that I think that we're going to concentrate on a lot this year is to make sure that people understand when we started doing it, it was like this there. This is how much difference you've made through the years. Here's how different this program is as compared to 15 years ago.
2: Oh man, you guys were you guys started this thing when they were still in Oakland.
3: Yeah. yeah. yeah in the basement. What was that, like a utility room? Like oh storage man. Storage room. It was in the basement and there was like I don't know, 10 volunteers answering phones and I think it was like small, pediatric
2: yeah. mash in there, man. There were kids.
7: There were I mean, that was not great I digs. I was, I was like, "You I kept these thoughts to myself but when we started doing it. I'm like, what are we doing here? What I is-
3: did not keep them to myself. I was like, you guys are this? nuts. This is stupid. Yeah. Like we can raise money for the kids. We don't need to be on the air doing it. Like there's another way to do this. No, Why are you putting us in a basement? Yeah.
7: Now I desperately miss going there.
3: Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, me too. And I'm, I couldn't that be energy. more happy to have been wrong because it's been one of the best parts of my broadcasting career as being a part of children's hospital radiothon. Uh, and again, that kicks off at 10 o'clock with Michelle today. Um,
2: it, and, it bums me out that we can't be there because walking into that atrium, seeing everyone, all of unreal? our coworkers, mm-hmm. all the people working the, the phone bank, yeah. everybody, the doctors, the, the, the nurses, the kids looking yeah. down.
7: Uh, then you see those, uh, they tweet this every once in a while. Some, the, the window washers wearing the superhero outfits yeah. and every, everything is, is so positive.
3: Uh, It's very strange that a place where a bunch of sick kids are inspires as much joy as that institution seems to. Um, But that is, in fact, the case. And the reason it has that effect on people is because of everyone being involved in donating. And there is strength in numbers, as we always say. So if you're like, oh, man, inflation, gas prices, energy prices, et cetera, et cetera, you know, got to tighten the belt, uh, kick five bucks down. Feel good about it. Be like, hey, maybe Mm -hmm. next year things will be a little bit better. And I'll be able to throw a little bit more. Put your
2: hand in the pile.
3: That's right. And you can start doing it with Michelle at 10 o'clock today. And then we'll be running Radiothon tomorrow morning and Friday. All kinds of special guests lined up. It is kind of crazy how many people have called and been like, hey, I want to be. Can I be a part of it in some way, shape or form?
1: More and more every year, yeah.
3: So the next two mornings we'll be doing a lot of Radiothon talk. And Michelle will kick it off 10 a.m. today. Couldn't be happier 15 years, which is absolutely amazing. And uh, once again, kudos to uh, our friend Mandy Rinaldi, who is not no longer, her last name is not Rinaldi anymore. But she is the one who started this 15 years ago and took us all kicking and screaming <laughs> into that basement and uh, made this all happen. So uh, we are grateful to her because, again, that is like here at DVE. I mean, think about Sean, Michelle, you know, through the years, how when we started They were like, what, why Why are, and how uncomfortable Mm -hmm. everybody was with the whole process. Oh, I can't even imagine. Friggin' DJs, you know what I mean? It's like, you want us to go and tell these stories, but then it became something that everyone became passionate about in a very short period of time, and who's a better cheerleader slash fundraiser than Michelle? Who was better at it than Sean? How quickly did Tyson all of a sudden understand? Uh, Yeah, Mm -hmm. Tyson's great.
7: Get on board.
3: the constant has always been,
7: you mentioned a minute ago, the,
3: the positivity
7: of the people that work there, and that translates to the kids and how many kids have we had on where you think why is it, you know this is such a tough deal this kid's been dealt and they're positive and right. energetic and, and excited about facing the challenge and, and getting better and it just you'll feel that if you donate you will you'll you'll feel yeah. a little like oh man i'm a part of this and this is really a cool thing like It's hard to explain, but if you do it, you're going to get it. I'm telling you.
3: Well, no, dude, that's the most important thing is because so many people in society are sort of disaffected right now. They feel like they're untethered. They got nothing to belong to and everybody's bitter and angry and the lack of inclusion in things, the lack of a a, a purpose or feeling of community is prevalent, Amongst a huge swath of people across the internet and beyond, uh, and, and everywhere, I think we're becoming more isolated as a species because of the damn computer. But definitely, when you jump into something like this, you feel that sense of community, the sense of belonging. Community is a great word.
7: It's why you love going to sporting events and yeah. concerts because you're with, right. you're with people that are of your mind and that's. And you're all there for the same thing. You can you can get on board with this and you can be part of the biggest team we have. Yep, Children's it, Nation. That's right.
1: The one <laughs> thing that amazes me is the connection between the families and the hospital. Yeah. Even sometimes when they don't have a good outcome.
3: Right.
4: That's is that they
1: continue the yeah. relationship and to raise funds for the hospital and the hospital stays connected to them as families.
3: That's the most
1: remarkable thing to me. Yeah,
2: yeah, because you would forgive them if they never wanted to be around that place or those people ever again after going through something like that.
3: So if you're a rock star, you're already a rock star, you're good to go. That'll automatically renew. But if you're not one yet, Jump on board, become part of the DVE, Children's Hospital Radiothon family. Kicks off at 10 o'clock today. Val's got your news when we come back. What do you got?
1: Um, uh, Some neighborhoods have a terrible problem with porch pirates. One family who tried to get even, it backfired a little. We'll talk about it coming up. The
3: great... Billy Price, 8.45, talking about 50 years. Retrospective, brand new CD, a career retrospective. The Grammy Award winner will be on at 8.45. Big Cat, 9.15. Madden at 9.45. It's the DVE Morning Show.
4: This hour of the DVE Morning Show is brought to you by Ireland Contracting, where A-plus BBB rated, the reigning Owens Corning MVP roofer, and...
3: ...times that I'm having wings.
2: (laughs) I feel like if I eat a salad during a Steeler game at home... One of my buddies from what childhood will come you? out of the closet, dive over the couch, and beat me up.
3: No, that's, you guys are still busting my balls about the one time there was a Monday night game. I made Sam. myself a healthy dinner, and a couple of friends came over, and I made them garbage. I'm like, here, here's a bunch of barbecued chicken and other stuff. I'm trying to eat healthy, uh, you know, because it's a Monday night. I don't know. And uh, Gardel to this day, anytime I say I'm Sam going to a football Randy. game. Oh, That's nice. Eh, You can take a
2: quinoa. Eh, You got a kale salad lined up. Randy
0: Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. So basically, what I do now is, and I guess I'm always in this
3: some form of this cycle, but it is really more prevalent in uh, football season. I weigh myself Monday morning and go, okay, by Friday, I will be back to an acceptable level. To once again ruin myself for two days
1: what's an acceptable level five pounds
3: yeah what are we talking about like, so, do you
1: do you put I, on five over the weekend that's a lot although probably not this, if you're, if you're going at it all day Saturday and so Sunday. I assume
3: a lot of it's water weight and beer yeah and i I'm usually a solid <laughs> four pounds okay after the weekend that I will then sweat off or not eat like crap you know take mm-hmm. some extra
1: fiber pills healthy meal <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: that's i don't like that way of doing things i don't understand that i'm gonna poop it out because i've heard that you can uh, <laughs> joke, take that <laughs> uh <laughs> yeah, well no um uh, you don't lose weight that way the weight comes from sweat and pee and breath and breath yeah
1: breath yeah what do you mean
3: it's like the water.
2: molecules are being carried uh, out through your breath. Yeah,
1: droplets. I'm Jeez.
2: losing so much weight. <clears throat>
9: Stinky breath. I
2: must uh, be really getting skinny.
3: But it's not a matter of like, oh, I want to be skinny. It's a matter of I don't want to let myself get COVID fat again.
1: Yeah, you don't want to rack it up every weekend
3: because that COVID belly was.
1: <laughs> what is it? Four times sixteen? How many weeks do we have during the
3: season? Oh yeah, no, they extended the season. Sixty-four.
1: Eighteen games.
3: Uh, got a problem now. 17. So that's all. I just try to stay on that schedule. I, I allow myself... And you know what? If you can be somewhat not uh, like an a-hole on Friday, you, you really do yourself a favor for Saturday <laughs> and Sunday. <laughs> but that's a tough one, too. I mean, Friday night's pizza night or, you know, go to a restaurant and eat like a pig. Mm-hmm. Throw down cocktails and go, It's Friday! Right, and you reward yourself, it's living man. I know, dude. But it's we just reassure
1: like, you on that
2: when it comes. You're to- like selling yourself mm-hmm. your own philosophy
3: right now. It's a
4: terrible
1: <laughs> one
3: because what do you eat before a football game? If you're going to the Steelers game, you gotta oh, load you're up. You're eating man. at the game, yeah,
1: probably. I, or if you're not tailgating, you're eating. At yeah,
3: the game. I very often will not eat at the game uh, for a couple of reasons. One, the lines way too long. Two. Mm-hmm. Not ideal eating circumstances. Sometimes things don't go right and you haven't eaten. And you got to grab it from Annie's and eat sure. it on a garbage can. Yeah. I mean, everyone's done that. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no tables sometimes and you have to, you know. Right. You got to do find a spot. Lap. Yeah. That's the thing. I don't like doing that. And then you're making a mess and you can't sit in your seat and like, you know what I mean? You right. can't stand up and yell. Sure an I've Bad done it. News. You've done it with a sandwich? Oh, yeah. I mean, lots of yeah. people do. Remember the
2: guy that brought his remains into the stadium and somebody was yeah. he, like, you're going in my sandwich. Yeah.
3: This
2: guy's Pep's paps uh, ashes are all up in my permaneys.
3: You make sure if you're illegally dumping the remains of your loved one, you do it on a non-breezy day. Mm-hmm. That's really just...
2: Next to somebody that isn't eating a sandwich.
3: Yeah, that's just really looking out for your fellow you studio fan.
2: Check the section first.
3: The point I'm trying to make There's is... cheese fries out. The COVID situation, The COVID, the COVID body was in danger of being permanent. the new one. <laughs> and I think I got rid of it, and I need to to stay vigilant, Val. The COVID
2: body really comes down to just emotional eating, doesn't it? No like question. You're, you're, you're eating the sads. Yeah, we're sitting home for a year and a half.
3: Yeah. Doing nothing. Where is everyone? Guess I'll have a zebra cake. Drinking away my loneliness. That's the only way you could do it. Hmm, it's Wednesday. I'll have a block of cheese. Well, that's (laughs) that'll make make me me feel better. I know
2: there's takeout.
3: That's the other thing. Oh, they're doing curbside. We're everything. (laughs) We'll have leftovers. I thought we were going to have leftovers. No leftovers. My sad ate it all. (laughs) (laughs) So now Steelers season is back and it's like the exact opposite. So that you're like, this is the greatest. I missed it so much. So you overindulge. Yes. I had four bowls of chili on Sunday.
1: Four? Full, After- full size bowls?
3: Full size bowls. Wow. How now, do you if eat I that did
1: that, all of day? a sudden I'm
3: Chili Billy. Well, it, your name rhymes. Rhymes. That's why. <laughs> yeah. But that's, that's a lot of chili, dude. Well, it was like a chili party. There were a bunch of you chilies. You can't be rude. And I didn't want to be rude. I didn't eat the fourth one yet, and I well, was getting a lot of pressure. at a chili party. I was at a chili party. You have to. But that was after, like, going into some pulled pork early in the day. Mm, this is what's great. We're watching games, food. yelling at it, you know, <laughs> yelling at the TV. It's the best. It's great. But man, there's yeah, just like Yeah, but no you can back. back it down just a little bit. Like, I feel like. It. I definitely could on yeah. Sundays. Yeah. I But I. I'm rewarding myself for nothing. I'm rewarding myself for making it there. But I like by Friday, I want to be at my weight that like makes me your
1: average weight.
3: Yeah, I want to be at least within two pounds of that. We're like, oh, I'm like two workouts from being where I should be. That's fine. The good thing, and then you let it spiral out of control.
1: The good thing about one o'clock games is they're over by four. You can get a work in, a workout in after or a lot. What is she
2: talking about? Have you been doing? Well, unless you're drunk.
1: Or yeah. at the game, Shut up, hammered right. at the gym. <laughs> well, no, but but
2: but to her point, like a more realistic version of that is literally just walk it off. Go for a half hour walk. It's not gonna
3: do all the work. It'll do a little bit. Oh, dude, I know. I mean, I walked the dog for an hour. I had my ten thousand steps and then some on mm, la- the last home game. But it doesn't matter if you just reward yourself like, well, I'm here. I might as well eat that and this and that. Sugar oh, doesn't get...
1: just enjoy life.
3: I'm not being guilty. I'm just pointing it out. Like, I'm just pointing out, this is, the struggle is real. <laughs> and if you let it get out of control in September, look out October. And then well, by the time well, we're, already, we're already here.
1: Yeah, it's holidays. Halloween candy's out. Yep. Everybody's eating it. That's
3: not one that bothers me. I usually get mm. Halloween and Easter. You don't have a, you don't have a sweet tooth. I do a little bit, but not for that stuff.
1: I don't even give out Halloween candy, but I buy it. All
3: <laughs> right. I go trick-or-treating with my kids. Like, I buy well, bags. I eat it. Well, I mean, you live like in the don't come to my house zone. Like,
1: <laughs> Well, there are no kids around. Yeah. that That's the thing. There aren't kids.
3: Do you just throw fun-sized snacks at your neighbor's?
1: I don't think they would like that very. Much. I uh, I demand to see the kids
3: in my neighborhood's report cards because I'm like I'm paying for your school. I'm give you a like, <laughs> and now I have to give you candy too. So like, how about like, let me see how you're doing.
4: You How's that education
3: them the I'm paying for
2: for the taxes? <laughs> That's right. I paid to have this road repaved. Do right. you like walking down the street? Do yeah. you like not breaking your ankle while you're trick or treating? <laughs> give can. us some sidewalks, Randy. <laughs>
3: I don't even want to get into that. But at any rate, Steelers, Jets, Sunday, I don't care if it rains. Got to do this one. Like I said to you earlier, Bill, because if we lose this one, there's no joy in Mudville. Like, what
1: What if they lose a close one?
3: It doesn't matter. Losing by one point screws them so much. You don't get the same Sunday experience of, hey, if we win this one, this puts us here.
2: Well, I, I also think that, again, the hope is not lost until Kenny comes in Indeed. and Kenny stinks. Like, if that happens, then, you know, we're lost. We're, we're Thelma and Louising the season.
3: Ben Roethlisberger is the only rookie I can think of that took his team to a, a conference championship.
2: Oh yeah! No. You just came in and won right
3: away. Thirteen straight.
1: Of course, winning is exciting. <laughs>
3: <I> mean,
2: <laughs> what are you gonna the say, Val? What, Val? What are you talking about over here?
1: There's hope in losing.
4: What? <laughs> okay, this sounds
3: like.
1: <laughs> if they lose Sunday, <laughs> you'll be like, "Ah, oh, I gotta watch them next week to see if they win." There's hope. Yeah,
2: I mean, I'm I'm hooked.
3: Oh, yeah, I'm never <laughs> I'm not gonna watch. In. <laughs> I will say that, though, that once they start the, the losing, <laughs> if they become a losing team, it's a lot easier to not go hog wild on Sundays. <laughs> well, you, you like, eat right now, sorrows. I'm going to put up
2: some decorations today. But for Sunday, oh, I'm going to eat like an
3: animal. See, this is this is all right. This is what I needed. I needed a little coaching into I need to party my balls off on Sunday.
1: <laughs> I um, mean, wor- yeah, can do it.
3: It's a party
2: if they win.
1: I want wings right it's, now. It's a, wake it's a
3: sad party if
2: they if lose. They
3: lose. Yeah. yeah. You want wings right now? Let's get Val some wings for her birthday. Let's. Uh, <laughs> who's making wings at 8.15 in the morning? <laughs> Let's Uber eat some wings.
1: No, you can't Uber eat wings at 8.15.
3: I bet you can in Pittsburgh.
1: But somebody
3: is talking If you're listening, Bob is little. Uh, how about little shot Bob?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: if morning any, shot Bob. Are you there? Yeah.
3: Just one of the Bobs get up and make Val some wings. What do you got going on over there?
1: Uh, 17 minutes after 8 at DVE, here's a Channel 11 severe weather center forecast. Chills in the air, partly to mostly cloudy skies today.
6: A cool breeze, a high of only 58. We will have a chance to see scattered showers across
1: the area today. Dry conditions. Were Gone right. by the time you go
3: to bed. I know. What is your sweet spot for wings? 1 p.m.?
1: Yeah, game time.
3: 1 to 1.30. Okay. Well, let's see. Wings. Small window. All right. Uh, Hold on. I got to put in a new address because I have my home address. middle of nowhere don't don't
2: order wings to 200 fleet street
3: (laughs) i wish i could god i wish i was ordering them there a
1: right. uh, just-released study ranks Pittsburgh as the number two city in America for people living with disabilities. The WalletHub survey compared figures from 180 cities in a list of categories, including the employment rate and median earnings for people with disabilities. The number of special education teachers in each city and the average cost of a doctor visit Minneapolis was number one. An event is being held this week to help local first responders and veterans learn how to protect their mental health. Tomorrow and Friday, the Village Center for Holistic Therapy and Awaken Pittsburgh will host Travis Howes, a Marine veteran and retired police officer and firefighter who was diagnosed with PTSD. It's being held at the Ross Township Community Center. Howes will help attendees learn how to handle burnout, recognize symptoms, and learn to thrive with PTSD, communicate through trauma, and become mental Mental health resource for co-workers house will also train clinicians on how to work with first responders and veterans if you're interested in attending or know someone who might be you can get more information at eventbrite.com and just search post-traumatic purpose that event is free, but they would like you to register.
3: Authentic buffalo? mm that's <laughs> that Sounds good. All
1: right. Uh, the committee investigating last year's capital attack is postponing its hearing that was set for today. In a tweet, the panel confirmed is being moved as Hurricane Ian bears down on Florida. A new date will be announced soon.
2: What is your favorite kind of wing, Val?
1: Probably garlic parmesan. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. There you go. Well, Switch
2: it up.
3: Switching it up.
1: What or about a or wing ding? ranch. What oh, about a wing ding? Not a wing ding. That's a battered. That's like a battered.
3: Thank you, man. And That's we... like
1: mini fried chicken.
3: Wingdings aren't wings. What? It
2: has wing in the
1: name.
3: <laughs> You're a dingist. But they don't have bones.
1: No, yeah, they, they do. do. It's, it's like a mini. It's like mini fried chicken. I'm not it's talking about uh, tenders. Like... Oh,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like those. Yeah, the, yeah. the mini fried no. chicken. <laughs> no.
1: You and tyrant. A neighborhood in Austin, sirens, Texas. I don't
3: like tiny wings.
1: Has been struggling with porch pirates. So one couple came up with a creative plan. They'd fill a box with dirty diapers and leave it on the porch. <laughs> and about this. it worked. Thieves drove up, grabbed the box, took off. Unfortunately, that did not scare them out of the neighborhood. The couple <laughs> says when the porch pirates realized the box was packed with dirty diapers They came back and smeared the diapers on their front door. They also uh, came back again 30 minutes later with a bag of cow manure, spread it all over the front porch and the cars in the driveway. A couple called police, and apparently they have now set up a patrol in the area.
2: (laughs) Keeps escalating.
1: Yes. Uh, The website Preply recently looked at swearing. Which city swears the most and the least, how we swear, why we swear? They talked to 1,500 people in 30 U.S. cities, found Columbus is the city that swears the most with 36 swears per day.
2: I mean, I would have almost bet the house that it was New York.
1: Well, New New York is among those who they say swear the least.
2: That's crazy.
1: So the most swearing cities, uh, Columbus, Vegas, Jacksonville, Oklahoma City, Dallas, Philly, not surprising, of course. Indianapolis, San Francisco, <laughs> Fort Worth, Louisville, D.C., L.A., and Austin, Texas, cities who swear the least, Phoenix, number one, the least amount of swearing. Portland, Boston.
3: Wait, what? wait least?
1: Yes. Boston? Yep. <laughs>
2: That's crazy. I, I live there. That's wrong.
1: San Jose. New York City. They claim they only swear. They're s- lying. They claim they swear 17 times a day. Oh
2: my God. El Paso. They swear 17 times in the six o'clock hour. Yeah. <laughs> Off air.
1: Uh, Chicago, Detroit, uh, Seattle, Houston, also among the least swearing cities. So where do we let those swear words rip? At home, the number one answer. After that, it's when you're out with friends. Uh, Three-way tie for in the car and at work Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) and with friends. Uh, And 7% say they never swear.
2: You guys know me. Would you believe me if I told you that I absolutely never swear around my girls? I I believe you. I believe that. But is that
3: crazy to you? No, No, I think when they get of a certain age, you're going to let the floodgates open. My house was one of those houses where my older brother was swearing profusely when he was in eighth grade. And I was in third grade. So my parents, at least my dad, would try to tell him to stop by swearing back at him. (laughs) And it was just... It, so, yeah. And then we all worked in the carpet store when we were a little kid and everybody dropped F, but like nobody, they weren't trying to watch the language run. It was a different I, time. So I never thought too much about it other than I know it really bothers other people. So I know when not to swear. Like when you're in public at a football game or a hockey game, yeah, don't swear, don't stand up and scream in the f In public
1: aplomb. in general. But like, I just assume
3: that idea. if you're an adult, you're hundred percent, you know, it took me a long time to not just like, if you're an adult, I would swear. And then I'm like, Oh, some people actually find that unbecoming. I'm actually looking like kind of a scumbag, so maybe I should stop doing that.
1: Uh, Who do people swear at the most? Themselves is the number one answer.
3: (laughs) Yep. You effing
1: idiot. Yep. After that, we swear at friends, partners, coworkers, siblings, and parents. What
2: about inanimate objects? Because I swear at things all day long. Yeah. My car, Mm -hmm. the garage door. The most, Stack of papers.
1: The most common reason we swear because we hurt ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> so,
3: this is yeah. how this is looking when I fell in the middle of the night. Right. I yeah. scraped my wrist up. My girlfriend thought I tried to kill myself. She's like, Oh
9: my God, what did you
3: do? I'm like, <laughs> I didn't. Th- that's not a Roman bath situation. I just. do you drop a freestyle? I fell. I said F you out loud. <laughs> <"At> you. <laughs> I, I'm like, Oh, F you. I like, yeah. Like, that hits. You, Who, the bed? <laughs> yes,
2: that's what I'm talking about.
1: Road Rage uh, ranks second, followed by getting bad news, making a joke, arguing with someone, and getting good news. So we swear bad news or good news. Some of our favorite swear word substitutes. Bill, do you use swear word substitutes in front of your kids? No, I don't no. do that. Fudge.
2: Oh, no,
4: I'm not because that's
2: that now I feel like I'm laying it on and pretending to be like I'm self-editing. It's different. It's like basically being with my kids is like being on air. Right. I'm just not trying to get an FCC violation.
1: Crap. (laughs) Shoot. Dang. Darn. Heck. Dang. Holy cow.
3: Merrill Merrill Hodge never swears. He just says dang. 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 Mother danger. (laughs) Oh, dang you. (laughs) Poop. No.
1: Mother trucker. Never heard anybody say that. No,
3: nobody says
1: that. Sugar. Oh, sugar.
3: (laughs) That's diabolical. I'd be more scared of someone who said that.
1: Holy smokes. You say that. You know do.
2: Oh, definitely.
3: I've heard you say that. You got a little G Willickers in you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got a little I'm t- heavens to Betsy.
1: Uh, yeah. I've tried to stop swearing in the last.
3: <laughs> my mom is 80, years. and I was talking to her on, on the phone the other day, and <laughs> she just something that got me pissed. And I go, Well, because you're effing daughter. Like, I'm talking about my sister. And she's like, Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, sorry.
2: <sighs> Did you just hear, like, suddenly, Vow just dropped that she's. Trying to stop swearing, and every day she comes into a crack house of
4: swearing. It's
2: me and
3: you, it. She's trying to get sober.
1: What, what did I, I said, "Oh my heavens!" Once, and you just thought that was the most hilarious thing you'd ever heard. Because
3: that's that is very on brand for you. Oh my heavens! Oh, I'm getting the vapors. It's almost supper time. Oh, I'm gonna have to sit on the Davenport. <laughs>
1: Well, you know, trying to cut out the cuss words. Get yeah, my night
2: night clothes out of the armoire.
1: <laughs> uh, forecast today: cloudy, cool, rain is possible. Only going to be in the upper fifties today. It's forty five a DV. It was
3: totally freezing coming into work this morning.
1: <laughs> I turned my fireplace on yesterday.
3: <laughs> ah, it was. was one. Like, of
1: the, just to take the chill not off. <laughs> I yeah, was, turned it off, but
3: it was freezing. I know it's cold cuz the dog is right on top of me at night. Like if he's cold oh, it's then it's definitely up. then it's definitely cold. Hi uh, folks, I'm Morning Radio's Randy Bauman. <laughs> Start NFL week 4 off re- they want me to identify myself because Why? they're worried that people aren't who are listening don't know who it is. I'm Troy McLaur Uh, And I get get it. No, I get it. I've been doing a bad job of that. Hi, I'm I'm Morgan Freeman. (laughs) Start NFL week fall off, (laughs) right? It's uh, no sweat, same game parlay from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. It doesn't matter. If you're new to FanDuel or already have an account, you'll get free bets back if your Thursday night same-game parlay doesn't hit. NFL same-game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday. Uh, you could build your own same-game parlay like uh, Joe Mixon over rushing yards, Tyreek Hill to score a touchdown, Jalen Waddle over yards, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Build your own or choose from one of the popular same-game parlays pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. That's what I like to do. They give you some pretty good ideas sometimes. Uh, however you want to play, You can bet the NFL on Thursday night with a no-sweat, same-game parlay. Just sign up with promo code Randy. If you don't already have an account, if you already have FanDuel, you're all set. Just sign in to see what you got. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. Present in Pennsylvania. Three-plus legs. Minimum $1 bet required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet, five bucks. Restrictions apply. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER. From
6: the Bridgeville Appliance Weather Center. Bridgeville Appliance is hiring now. Inquire at bridgevilleappliance.com. This report is sponsored by Willie's Seven Springs preseason ski and board sales. Will Aaron Judge do it? At some point he will.
3: You think?
7: Yeah. Sixty-one? Yeah, he's got he's got games
3: to go. How many? Six.
7: I know he walked four times last night. I was I was punching into his at bats. And uh, it wasn't like they were pitching completely around him, but he was not swinging at bad pitches. And he ended up walking four times, and the crowd in Toronto was pissed off. <laughs> they were booing their own team for walking him so many times. But they they got the division clinched now. They got their bye. I think he can swing for the seats. He'll get he'll get a couple. Hmm? Why, do you have something down on that? I do. Yes or no?
3: Yes. I have a yes on that one. What's the number? I thought it was a, a fait accompli. You know what I mean? It will be. All right.
7: Next one swing. Sports <laughs> This Hour brought to you by Bridgeville Appliance. Just since we're going to abbreviate this a little bit uh, in honor of Billy Price, I'm not here to defend Matt Canada, okay? He is, as he will tell us again tomorrow, and as he has said pretty much every media briefing he's ever done, he's the coordinator. The results are on him. So, yeah, it's Matt Canada's fault. But is it completely Matt Canada's fault and would better play help uh this is a, a, a dynamic involved in what the Steelers aren't doing that uh, needs to be recognized. We talked about that shovel pass a little bit last hour. I mean, that was a well-designed play. Chuksa Socorafor did not execute it properly. Now, was it close? Is that a call that they could have let go? Yes, but the flag flew, so he was wrong. He was too far down the field. Just just execute the play, and you got a big gainer there. The third and five. A couple of snaps later, uh, remember it was the out to Claypool that was all screwed up, and Claypool ended up being called for pass interference, offensive pass interference. Claypool's in the slot against off coverage. George Pickens is to his left against press. If Pickens just runs a go route, he clears that out for Claypool, and Claypool easily beats the off off slot corner to the sideline. But Pickens pushed his guy. You know he's a physical wide receiver. That helps a little more on blocking plays than passing plays. He knocked his guy into Claypool's path, and it screwed up the timing, and Claypool ended up getting a penalty. Is that design or execution? I think it's the latter. Uh, Third and three, Steelers 32, third quarter. They get a one-on-one shot, Deontay Johnson down the field against Denzel Ward. Got to catch that ball, right? It's it's your guy against their guy. Make the catch. He didn't do it. Um, First and ten from the Browns, 26, late. The lob into the end zone to Pickens. Again, one-on-one. Uh, this is a matchup you gotta win. Did anybody else think Pickens tried to catch that with one hand?
3: Almost. Yeah, it looked, Kurt, it looked catchable.
7: Kirk Street did, and uh, after reviewing it a couple times, I did too. Remember, Mitch Trubisky brought that up in the preseason. Yeah, we gotta get Georgia to stop trying to make these one-handed catches and get on SportsCenter. Catch the ball. Well-designed play. you gotta, you got to finish it. Again, I'm not saying Matt Canada is Sid Gilman or he's some kind of genius. What what they produced last year and what they have produced so far this year is a stain on the Matt Canada resume, and, and it brings into question whether he should continue to be the play caller. I'm just trying to point out that better execution is not against the rules and can also help. Uh, third and five from the Cleveland twenty-one. This ended up being a hurried throw to Pat Friermuth. The linebacker dove and knocked it down. Browns had a three-man rush on that play, and three Steelers blocked one guy, and one guy came free. I mean, you just can't have this stuff. You got to be better than this.
2: We're not good enough. The margin for error is zero.
7: There is no margin. Well, they just they got to be they have to make less errors than they're making. I don't I don't know what the tipping point is. Every play's not going to work. Every every ball's not going to be caught, but they got to catch more than they're catching. They got to not screw up who's blocking who less frequently than they're doing that. trubisky has got to make better decisions. Uh something Mike Tomlin said he thinks he's been doing incrementally as the season has progressed, but uh they got to put the pedal down and start scoring some points because once you get past this Jets game I know Tampa just got beat 14 to 12. I don't think the Steelers are winning 14 to 12 against those guys here. I don't think they're beating Buffalo 9-6. I don't I don't think they're going to go into Philly and win 17-13. They got they got to start Im- influencing and impacting games offensively. If you don't do it Mike Tomlin said, "Hey, we're staying the course. We're not blinking. We're not going to listen to the noise." blah blah blah. If nothing changes against the Jets, then something got to change.
3: They're 11-15-1 in their last 27 games. It's not good. Just saying. Who was the offensive coordinator for those games? Matt Canada.
7: Again, I'm not defending him, but if you think that he is, if you get rid of Canada, this team takes off like a 747 and lands in the Super Bowl, that ain't happening.
3: Well, some of those games were uh, Feigner before that, too. Yeah, well,
7: that was that the year They started 12 or 13-0 and, and then yeah. uh, limped to the finish. And then... Yeah. all right, He wasn't good enough either. Who's the last offensive coordinator they had who was Haley. regarded as great?
3: Haley and, and uh, they were the number one offense and B- yeah. B.A. I mean, I love B.A. Haley
7: took a lot of crap, too. A ton. Haley took a, an avalanche well, of crap. Snoop
3: Dogg was no fan. Yeah, that's true. Man, Tomlin. <laughs> You gotta fire you gotta this gotta effing fire corner! This <laughs> I'm sick of
7: this. Catch the ball, block the right guy, throw it to the right guy.
3: Rock and blues soul legend Billy Price releasing a retrospective of his career. You're not gonna want to miss this one. This Can is he throw a football? Pittsburgh royalty. When we come back, talking to Billy Price here on DV. Oh man, the DV morning show. Really psyched to have our next guest with us. Celebrating a 50-year career as a badass rock and soul legend. He was inducted into the Pittsburgh Rock Legends Hall in 2016. And this weekend, it all culminates in a big concert at the Sirius Shrine Center in Cheswick at 8 o'clock. In conjunction with the release of a three-CD set chronicling his 50-year career. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Billy Price.
0: Yeah, Yeah, man. What's up, Billy? (laughs) Hey,
3: everybody. How you doing, man? Good to be here.
10: Thanks. Doing great.
3: That's good to hear. Uh, You know, you're being honored with a day this Saturday. It's officially Billy Price Day in Allegheny County. Do you get to do anything? How about that, huh? Do you get to make any proclamations? (laughs) Uh,
10: I think they're going to put me on uh, some sort of a throne and parade me downtown. <laughs> uh, that's, not, that's not for sure yet.
3: uh we'll, we're going to talk about the show this Saturday. I want to talk about the three CD set that's out right now. You went sure. in, re, remixed, remastered all of these old recordings. Mm-hmm. And, and take us through chronologically the bands that are featured in this 50 year retrospective, because this is quite a resume.
10: Sure. So, uh, the, the you know the first couple albums I did were uh, I did them out in New Brighton at uh, the Jury Studio in Beaver County, and that was uh, uh, the Is It Over album. And that, that one had uh, my my band, the uh, Keystone Rhythm Band, which started in uh, State College, PA, and we added uh, Eric Leeds on sax and and also Kenny Blake on sax. Uh, so that's, that's the first one. Legends. Uh, then we did another one, another one in DC, uh, with, with basically that band, a different guitar player. Um, that was called, uh, they found me guilty. That was in 1981. And then we did a couple of albums, uh, after, uh, the great Glenn Favone joined, joined the Keystone rhythm band, uh, in the eighties. We did a live album at the wax museum in Washington, DC and uh, a studio album in Philadelphia, at, uh, at studio four. Um, and that one was the last album that the Keystone rhythm band did. Uh, and then, uh, after that, uh, my memory starts to get a little blurred, but uh, there were a number <laughs> of uh, Billy Price band albums. Yeah. Uh, and there were also, uh, uh, two albums I did with a guitar player in France named Fred Chapelier that I worked with, uh, um, did a number of tours over there with him. And, uh, yeah, a bunch, bunch of, uh, Billy Price band albums. Starting out, uh, the first one we did was called Danger Zone, and it was, uh, I got together with some of the, some of the real heavy hitter jazz guys here in Pittsburgh. Uh, H.B. Bennett was the drummer at that time. Um, he has, uh, since passed away, but, uh, uh he kind of put a great band together with, uh, Gene Ludwig on keyboard, the great, uh, um, organ trio oh, yeah. guy, and, uh, uh, Max Leak on keyboard also and uh, another legend. terrific horn players. Oh yeah, yeah. So that that uh, you know, and that album's been out of print for a long time. And um, there was another live album that we did called Sworn Testimony. That was a double live album uh, that we did at uh, the Ramshead Tavern in Annapolis, Maryland, and. I really think you know i I just listened to that uh at one time a year and a half ago or so, and that one was also out of print and I thought, man, I have to unearth some of these albums because they're they're yeah. not available, and uh you know i got i i um the blues community sort of started listening to me a lot when I did the album with, uh, Otis clay in 2016.
3: Um, but blues music other- award Otis- winner, that record. I mean, that, that, that was pretty yeah. good. I mean, that was the uh, best soul blues album of 2015.
10: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's right. Uh, but, you know I, I just sort of started thinking you know no one no one really in the blues community has heard any of these albums that are uh either either older or out of print and uh and damn they're they're pretty good so i wanted yeah. to do something uh you know to get this in their ears and uh and you know uh have these recordings be available again so 50 that, plus that was what I, I did
3: 50 plus years of soul uh, our friends at get hit recordings releasing that one. Mm-hmm. Now, when I was a young fella, the first time I heard of you was playing with Roy Buchanan, singing with Roy Buchanan for the mm-hmm. the, the two records, that's what I'm here for, and Livestock. Yeah, sure. Uh, Can I Change My Mind was the one, I mean, that song, when I was growing up, it was the background every time I walked into a bar when I was 21 <laughs> years old, you know? Um, yeah, it's true. And so is any of that on the 50 Years of Soul uh, or is it all the Billy Price solo stuff? Because no, I imagine that, you can't get the Roy required- stuff.
10: Yeah, that would have required me getting permission from Polydor, and I, I just assumed I would never be able to get that, so yeah. I didn't even bother.
3: But that uh, was there, a... there
10: is a version of "Can I Change My Mind" uh, with the, uh, by the Billy Price Band that's quite good that's on the set.
3: Well, you know, I, also I didn't realize that Glenn Pavone started with. with you that he didn't either i had no idea but you know by the time i'd come to pittsburgh glenn pavone was already Mm -hmm. sort of a legend in his own right uh for glenn pavone and the cyclones but i didn't know he started off playing with uh keystone rhythm
10: yeah we hired him uh you know we were all set to hire somebody else uh, a my guitar player and he see uh had given notice and uh we had somebody ready to go and then um uh, Jimmy Thackeray from the Nighthawks told us about this young guy <laughs> who was playing with, with the Bill Blue band in uh Richmond at the time. And you know, just as kind of a uh, a favor or courtesy to, to Jimmy, I thought, well, okay, we'll we'll let this guy sit in with us at uh, uh at Desperados in Washington D C. And and I'm telling you, Randy, um, you know, he he plugged in he, he plugged in his, his guitar and uh <laughs> my guitar player at that time used a lot of pedals, right? And Glenn, Glenn looked at the pedals like sort of the way George Bush looked at that UPC code <laughs> thing that they, in the in the grocery store that one time. You
4: know,
10: he, yeah. he just like he just plugged right into the amp, and in three seconds the game was over. I, you know, yeah, he he was he was just stunning. He was just stunning as a guitar player, and and you know my appreciation for him just grew
3: yeah um this is a really cool recording to get, but this concert on Saturday night is a must see Tell us about the show in Cheswick.
10: well, we have um you know speaking of young prodigies uh there's a kid that I've played with uh several times in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. uh His name is Gabe Stillman, and uh, I really wanted to have Gabe and his band uh play here in front of a large crowd, so uh we invited Gabe. Uh, to come and, uh, open the show. He, he has an album on Vistone, uh, which is a label that I, I have done some things on and, uh, and, and he's a great writer and a, just a killer guitar player. Um, you know, your, your jaw will be on the floor when you hear this guy. Uh, so he's the opening act. And then, um, my band and I are gonna do, uh, like a 75 minute set, uh, Billy Price band. And then I've invited, uh, as many alumni from, my previous bands, as as I could, uh, to come and play with us on the final set. So, uh, you yeah, know, I mentioned Max Lee exactly. a, a little while ago. Mac, Max will be there. Kenny Blake will be there. Nice. Uh, Debede, Matt Ferrero, uh, uh, Willie Franklin on bass, and just uh, it, it's going to be a ball. So, that, that last set. Um, You older folks should probably have a cup of
4: coffee around.
3: (laughs) (laughs) The Billy uh, Price band this coming weekend, and uh, it should be noted, Dave Dodd and uh, Tom Valentine, the rhythm section, along with the the great Lenny Smith on guitar. I love Lenny. And Jim Britton, who is a monster keyboard player. My God, is he good. Eric Spaulding That's and Joe Herndon, both also giants uh, at their instruments on sax and oh. trumpet. This is a this is a must-see show this Saturday night. It is all badasses on the stage all night long at Cheswick celebrating. Can you believe yeah, it's 50 you know, years, you know,
10: people, dude? People always, uh, people always rave about, about my, my former bands, and I, and I always have to protest, and I say, you know what? The band I have now is as good as any band I've ever
3: had. Yeah. they
10: really are great. Well,
3: I can't imagine that. Yeah, there, there's too many better bands out there than what you got going with these guys right now. Saturday night. And when you look back at this, 50 years, does it feel like 50 years? Uh, yes and no. <laughs> I mean, uh,
10: I I don't know. I don't really know what this is. The first time I've ever experienced what 50 years feels like. So, so yeah. I, I don't know, but um, uh. It it is you know, I'm I'm uh I'm proud that uh that I've uh, been able to be out here as long as I have and uh um there were a number of times along the way where I uh I felt like giving up and where I actually did give up, but I I always uh, I always came back to it. And you know, uh, the the future looks looks good also. I'm going to going to Europe next month with a friend of mine, Anthony Jurassic from Boston. Uh Anthony Jurassic in the Boston Blues All-Stars, and we have some dates booked in France and Belgium and Germany and Denmark, and, uh, you know, I'm just, uh, uh, I'm I'm very fortunate. I, I know how fortunate I am, believe me.
3: Well, and you've been prolific, so prolific that like you slide recordings in that I don't even know about the ones I'm talking to Billy. I'm talking to Billy one time, and he's telling me he's going to Europe. I go, man, you should do a live recording in Europe. He's like, yeah, I done that, man. He's like, I got, I got a couple of those. Yeah, I'm like oh, son of us, uh, Billy. I can't wait to see you, man. And uh, Saturday night in Cheswick, the the 50 uh, year retrospective. All that music sounds great, a little bit cleaned up and and uh, on that CD. And uh, it's an amazing collection mm-hmm. to get. People should. Definitely Definitely get that. You can buy that uh, Billy Price uh, fifty years, fifty plus years of soul. Where? Where's the best place to pick that CD up?
10: Well, in all my gigs, including the uh, the show on Saturday. But best place to get it is really BillyPrice. dot my website.
3: All right, good deal. A full sixteen page, uh, full color insert in that one, too, that uh, has a retrospective mm-hmm. of, his, of his career. Billy, we ran late for you today because uh, you deserve it, buddy, and uh, I hope this weekend is jam-packed and everyone goes out and celebrates and appreciates how good we've had at getting to listen to you for as long as we have here in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Thanks a million, Randy. I appreciate it. All right, brother. We'll see you. Billy Price, the one and okay, only. Man. Right on. All right. When we come back, Valerie's got a news update for you here on DVE. Big Cat from Barstool Sports, pardon my take, and
0: Mark Madden still to come. DVE it's homecoming season there is no place like home the dve morning show wants to bring some far Hi, everybody wants
3: to be upset about something mm-hmm. yes okay mm-hmm. well so, some uh girl posted like hey you ever noticed that we're just supposed to like be scared of all of these people in these horror movies because they have a disability and she was not joking and she had a picture of freddy krueger and it was like, because he ha- didn't have a hand. <laughs> <laughs> and people are like, oh, you mean the disability of how he killed his parents? <laughs> like, look into the story. If he was not a, ever a good guy. And it wasn't like people were like, oh, you don't have any hand. And he's like, I'll show you. Yeah. I'll <laughs> put spikes on this and go around and slice everyone up. I never even really thought about
2: or cared about his backstory. <laughs> I don't care what he went through.
1: Bastard son of a thousand men. Randy
0: Bellman and the DVE Morning Show. Uh, That's a just just a really gross thought. The bastard son of a thousand men. Mm
3: -hmm. But Freddie wasn't so uh, we figured out too. His hand. It's not that he didn't have a hand. He just had a glove on.
1: Let let me Google an image first. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it wasn't
2: even a full glove.
3: (laughs) Everybody wants to be outraged. (laughs) He definitely had both hands.
2: He had a glove that had knives on the end of it.
3: Um, uh, yeah,
1: he wasn't uh, Edward Scissorhands.
3: You share a birthday with David Highfield.
1: Oh, well, happy birthday to David it's Highfield. David
3: Highfield's birthday today.
1: And I think Gwyneth Paltrow. Really? I think.
3: You should come up with your own version of Goop. Vah. V- voop.
1: <laughs> voop. <laughs> well, I could well no, her last name starts with a P, too. So Yeah.
2: Put up. A- your Poop. <laughs> your, your own uh, cookbook eat and die oh yeah.
1: good
3: that is like you know
1: drinking and crying <laughs> <laughs> the name for Val.
3: eat pray love is not that would not be the name of val's book eat cry die eat cry die <laughs> you know there's all kinds of to ways of ways you know of doing it getting through
1: getting through life getting
3: through life there was a there was a person that worked with us years ago that everybody <laughs> called drinks to forget. Yep. Cuz that's what this person did all the time.
1: <laughs> and talked about and it. And
3: talked about it. She was very upfront about it. She's like, yep. "Yep, I drink to forget." I've been there. But do you ever forget?
8: Nah. For you never moment. do.
3: It just delays dealing with it. And I'm not saying you don't need it to like, you know, make round off the edges, make it a little har- less harsh. Right. Eventually, it comes around again.
2: Jazz, but, jazz up your pain a little bit.
3: Yeah. If you <laughs> anesthetize yourself completely, well, you're never going to deal with it. But if you just make it a little more like, okay, I'm going through the weird tunnel in Willy Wonka. I need to take the edge off.
1: You need it to be a little smooth.
3: Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that.
1: Rather than harsh.
3: But you, if you came out with a cookbook, here's the two things I've said. I will bankroll. Jeff Conkle doing a marriage book. Mm-hmm. You doing a cookbook. Val Porter's. Casseroles, pies, and meat on a stick. Yeah. Mountain Dew infused meals. It would be be a big seller. I know we got Big Cat coming up in a little bit. We went pretty long with Billy Price. Pretty cool stuff. You were like me, right? You didn't know Glenn Pavone started with him.
1: No idea. Oh. Nope. Did not know that.
3: You're probably too young. But I don't know anything. To know uh, Glenn Pavone. Yeah, that's not really that surprising. Yeah,
1: because I think the Cyclones were already a thing. Dude when I came that here.
3: guy was on another planet. He so was again. a special player. Yeah. And it was like the time in Pittsburgh when bands were really like it was the thing. Pre DJs, you know what I mean? Late eighties, mm-hmm. early nineties, before the DJ culture sort of took over. You went to see bands every weekend. So there every was every night. There was music constantly. And you'd go see him and you'd just be like, What the hell? Yeah. And it's I think good. there's some of that with Billy Price too, where you look at him and you're like, how isn't he world famous? I mean, he is, you know, he's world, he's appreciated worldwide, mm-hmm. but you would think like someone like that. It's like, man, you should be performing at the Grammys. Like you were one of the greats because it's not a meritocracy. You know, there's a lot of luck involved in this stuff. That's why that show at Cheswick on Saturday night, they're all killers, all badasses. Great. Yeah, I
2: think the music scene here got weird when i was growing up like you know by the time i got here and was Going to shows. It was Biz Marquee at Laga. <laughs> Not exactly a legendary performance. Hold
3: on a second. Did you see Biz Marquee? Of course I did. All right. What did he uh, What did he open with? I have no idea. So he closed with... You got what I need. Yeah. And how long would you say that version of you got what I need is? 20? 20, I mean, 25 minutes? Yeah. He, yeah. he did uh, Milked it. the extended version of it. Do you see anything wrong with that? Big Cat's joining us. Sponsored by Yang Li. Big Cat, when you're a guy like Biz Marquis, R.I.P., Uh, it's okay to play your hit. Wait, he
2: he died? Oh, yeah. Years ago.
9: (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) I I broke, I broke, I I broke, uh, I don't know if you guys know, like, any BMX riders, but I broke to one of my friends the other day that Dave Mira passed away, and he was like, when? I was like, 2016. And it was a thrilling moment to be able to break that. To someone like to that, six yeah. years late. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted.
3: No, yeah, I mean it happens. But I actually, for a second, when you said he died, I was like, wait a minute, am I right about this? Did Bismarck die? <laughs> yeah,
9: exactly. You can get people, they're like, Wait, hold on a second. Am I thinking of someone else? It's it's a fun little game that we play.
3: Yeah, but
2: the damn girl- You guys know DMX is gone, right? <clears throat> He's I- passed.
9: Is that true? Okay, yeah, I think that one's true. He had a heart attack on.
2: Wasn't he? He was like fifty, right? Yeah, he was young.
9: Yeah, that was sad. That's yeah. Whenever like, um, whenever it's like in the forties and fifties, I always get like extra bummed out. Like when the Queen died, I was like, who cares?
4: Right. But
9: uh, when it's whenever it's someone who's in that age group, I'm just like, oh, man, that's a lot of life that, that got left
3: on a table. You know, isn't it funny, though, like, when the queen dies, like, people are like, oh, Prince Philip is going to greet her in the gates of heaven, but it's like, well, what if it was Bismarcky and DMX?
4: <laughs> yeah,
9: <laughs> right, and Dave Mira doing, like, uh, flips on his DMX fight. <laughs> right, exactly, it's sick up there.
3: Uh, <laughs> she is not going to like it. <laughs> hanging out with DMX? Yeah. I think so, I don't know. Uh, all right, so are you still a member of Two On? big cat.
9: Yes, I am. I am a member of Tuanon. I I would hope I I don't know what that type of question was. That was kind of leading there. Was it
3: um, Because I don't I, something happened? No, my 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 point is this is that the Bills beat the hell out of the Dolphins this weekend and lost the game.
9: Facts, all facts. Mm-hmm. Tuano is a winner. Tua is a winner. That's what Tuanon's about. He's a winner. And people hate him. I I don't know if you guys saw but there was a video that was made online that showed Tua as a righty. It flipped the whole thing. <laughs> and if you watch it, you're like, oh, my God, this guy's the best quarterback ever. I just think it's weird. Lefties and the pros are weird. And people <laughs> always have doubts about him. And Tua has a couple throws a game that maybe aren't the best. But for the most part, he he's a winner. And I like winners.
3: You do like winners. That's why you like Derek Jeter. J- Jeter's on your show today, right?
9: Yes. Yes. Wow. Jeter's on our show today. It It was Zoom. Not in person, but it was kind of one of those things. Like, uh, you know, can't pass it up. And he was great. Like, I was, I was kind of surprised because everyone thinks that Jeter is pretty boring uh, by design, but he was fun to talk to. And it's he's one of those guys, the rarefied air guys that like. It's just it's just crazy to even speak to someone like that because they're just so much bigger than than like everyone else, every other get baseball mm-hmm. player. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like a Brady or a Jordan. It's just they're they're at such a different like echelon of uh, winner and champion.
3: When you say bigger, you mean fatter, right? Because Derek Jeter's putting on <laughs> wow. the those.
9: I did bring up the, the all time New York post headline that said, they called him Derek Eater. And I was
4: like, dude, you
9: gotta, I was like, as much as, as much as that hurts, like, you gotta tip your cap. That's just a, that's just, that's just they that's just got you. They got you good. Yeah, right. Right. Like, they got you good. They've been waiting on that too. And you know, like, in the newsroom, they were sitting there and they were like, we got it. Derek Eater. And everyone, like, cheered and everything. And it was a great moment.
2: Well, I got to tell you, we're in a weird spot here with the Mitch Trubisky experiment. Mm. I'm starting to feel like we all talked ourselves into the fact that he was going to be good, that he was going to be a franchise-level quarterback. And I'm starting to think that that was just because we were so thirsty after Ben retired. Because now there's a lot of like red flags that I'm noticing for the first time. Like, who in the middle of their franchise quarterback career takes a sabbatical like he just went to mm. quarterback camp for a year with Josh Allen as his counselor I, I don't know <laughs> but I I'm in a weird yeah. spot and I'm I'm kind of rooting for this to end
9: yeah so I I'm gonna put my hand up and say that I'm partially to blame for this because um I was like basically uh like rehoming a dog and everyone would be like hey like so is there anything bad about this dog and i was like no it never barks like it's so good like it never goes to 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 the bathroom on the floor you're fine and then the dog shows up at your house and it's you know it's peeing everywhere and it, it's like you know rolling over and in the, in the pee and doing weird stuff and everyone's like hey i thought you said this dog was good and i was like Not my problem anymore, so. (laughs) Yeah, I'll put my hand up. Like, I, I definitely led you guys astray a little bit. Like, everything that I've watched of Mitch, I've watched a million times. Uh, and I kind of expected this to happen, so uh, your problem now, not mine.
3: Uh, <laughs> oh, dude, it is. We want to give him <laughs> back. All right, man. Like when you adopt a dog yeah. and it doesn't work out, you can usually call the adoption agency and they'll take him back. But that <laughs> we don't have any. Like
2: you know what? Nope. You're still not <laughs> nope. in the clear. It's like you got yourself a new doodle off of Instagram, thinking yeah. you were going to be set. Now you're signing Blake oh. Bortles to compete. <laughs>
9: Yeah, no. My new dog uh, is like the worst dog ever. So you know he doesn't. He's a cat. He does, he's not even a dog. I, I adopted a. I thought I was adopting a dog, and I have a cat, and I'm like, what's going on here? This makes no sense. Yeah, no. I'm I'm back in I'm back in the thick of things. So you guys are gonna have to figure out your Mitch issues on your own. I can't help you. I got my own problems. The Bears have completed twenty three passes this season. This season. Oh my god. Twenty three passes. Dude, that's absurd. That's absurd.
3: There were no good games on Sunday except for the Bills, Dolphins, Ravens, Patriots. Are we looking at a season full of this, where there's only a few good teams that offer good games?
9: Yeah, you know, I I've been thinking about it. I think that um, this is, I think it's finally catching up to teams. This whole like never play in the preseason thing, and we just see bad football in September, and like unders are hitting at a record pace. Yeah. And, 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 and also I read this article yesterday. This is some deep, deep analytics, but a lot of teams are playing, uh, you know, a cover two or cover two adjacent type defense where they're just putting everything, making everything in front of them. No big explosive plays. There's not as much scoring. So I think it will get better, but I agree. Like it's, we, we're on a string now too of a few primetime games starting with. The Brown Steelers, it, to you know, go Brown Steelers to the, the Broncos game to the Bucks Packers game. Where it's like whenever there's bad prime time games, it kinda deflates you a little bit. Now, football's mm. football so I'm still happy. Yep. I'm not Those were two terrible
3: prime nice. timers though.
9: Yeah, it would be nice to get like a prime time shootout and feel you know, feel alive for a second.
2: It's crazy though. I'm so addicted, I wouldn't have a problem if there was an NFL game on every single night.
9: Oh, me too. I said, I said the other week, like, Jeff Bezos buying uh, Thursday Night Football was a genius thing because what they've done is they've locked us into commercials that we can't get rid of because we're <laughs> streaming it. And I was saying that, like, Jeff Bezos could literally run a 100-minute commercial. And I would sit there drooling, being like, is the football ready to come back on? Like, he can control <laughs> all of our minds because I'm not going anywhere. I'm sitting on my couch and I'm watching football.
3: I'm wondering if they'll get to that point where they're more like college football, where there eventually will be a Wednesday through Sunday game.
9: Yeah, I would. Wa- I I I I mean, like, yeah, every night. You I don't know. I mean, I, on every single
3: night, like the scheduling of that is just too hard. Like the bounce back from Sunday to Thursday for a lot of these teams oh, is oh too brutal. God, yeah. So I guess Wednesday would be undoable. But it, I wouldn't put past the anything past the NFL at this point in terms of like trying to drum up business. But the Amazon uh situation they need to fix that streaming uh, uh like quality it's breaking yeah. down way too much also i don't know what the ancillary uh streams they have isn't there some like uh what is it the hey dude uh yeah dude perfect dude perfect yeah, yeah. like what the hell is that
9: i have no idea um yeah. i just know those guys they just they just announced they're building like a 500 million dollar office in texas i, I saw that my, my my jealousy for those guys is it rages so hard <laughs> that i have to like check myself and be like hey just relax but then i always just come back to one thing I, I, i'm sure a lot of listeners have watched dude perfect day if you watch their videos they're always nice to each other and i think that even for 500 million dollars i don't think i can be nice to my friends <laughs> no like, i don't i don't think that would be worth it you know what i mean like i would I wouldn't want to be nice to everyone in my life that I care about. Like, that sounds terrible.
3: Are you really being a friend if you're only being nice to your friends? I mean, aren't your friends the ones who are supposed to keep you in the lane?
9: Right, exactly. The the people you're nice to are the acquaintances or, like, you know, people that you have a casual working (laughs) relationship with. The people that you're mean to, those are the people that you would take a bullet for, that you would die for.
2: (laughs) I mean, it's too late to change it, so we just have to ride this out, this philosophy, like, of ours. (laughs)
9: <laughs> yeah, right. And, and and then you watch these guys be all cheery and like slap each other on the butt, and they're making five hundred million dollars. Someone some may, might say, "Hey, you should probably change how you're looking at the world if these guys are being this successful." I say, "Absolutely not." And then like I'll just you know go make fun of my friends to make myself feel better.
2: But it is insane. Like they're the building that at least the mock up of it looked like if. Tom Hanks's character in Big just built the whole company. Like it's, it looks <laughs> awesome.
9: It's so awesome. It's so awesome. I want to, I want to live there. And, but then I gotta, <laughs> I gotta check myself. then you gotta be just one of those weirdos. They're Texas A M guys too, so they got all kinds of cult stuff. I think you just gotta keep reminding yourself as awesome as it looks. You don't want that life. You right, don't want that. Right. Life.
3: No, you don't want that life. Uh, how much will Lamar Jackson get paid?
9: Oh man, I don't even know what 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 was Mahomes. Was Mahomes like three. What was he? Was he five hundred million or something?
3: Something I think like with that. His gold deal. And he lost to the Colts. I mean, they should be allowed to get fifty million back every time <laughs> he does something like that.
9: That would be great if the contract had that in it, where it's like every every <laughs> loss. Uh, if you're a favorite over a touchdown and you lose like Double Digit
3: Dog loss.
9: (laughs) Yes. Yes. That would be great for coaches and players. Um, I think Lamar's gonna get he's gonna get every bit of what Mahomes got, maybe more. Like he is Wow Baltimore's gonna pay him though? I don't know. I that part I don't know. I I know that someone the franchise tag situation is gonna be weird, but I love when guys bet on themselves and, you know, obviously it's early, it's only three weeks into the season, but I, he's he's come out and like proven himself and not oh, just yeah. it's it's not running anymore. You know what I mean? Like it used to be when they were the one seed in 2019 and he won the MVP. There was I I I thought I was like this kind of feels a little fraudulent in the fact that if you can keep him in the pocket, and he has to throw things will fall apart. Now it doesn't matter. No.
4: Like
3: he'll
9: he'll he'll dice you up any which way you want.
3: Yep. He I, I hate the Ravens obviously, but if he got hurt right now, I'd be sick to my stomach. Why? Because I don't. I want him to get paid. Because I think that's he's that crazy. good. You you that's you. Blasphemous. Did you just
9: say that? It, you just want to be. You want credit? That's crazy. What no, I don't, want, cre- crazy?
4: I don't <laughs> want
3: credit. I don't want credit. I. That's fine. I, I, I'll. I own it. It's because as a
9: as a Steelers fan, you guys like that. I I, I found a Steelers fan. Uh, it's one of my favorite things that happens on Twitter. Whenever someone gets really hurt or a tragedy. The people will announce that they're rooting for the person, but they'll say that fandom first. So like the first comment under Miles Garrett got in a car crash was a guy being like, As a Steelers fan, I hope he's okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, cool. As a Steelers fan, I hope that this guy didn't die in a car crash. That is that's beautiful. Well said. I was actually- every fan base does it. It's so funny. They're always just like, I'm rooting, I'm rooting for this, like like, oh, Tony La is in the hospital. Like, you know, even the White Sox fans were doing it. They're like, I hate this guy, but I hope he doesn't die. That's beautiful. That's <laughs> well said.
3: I was thinking about that when Miles Garrett got in the accident. I'm like, thank God he didn't die because I said some terrible things about him on the air the mm-hmm. other day.
2: The timing would be awesome. <laughs> yeah,
9: right.
2: yeah, I don't hope he gets hurt. I,
9: mean,
3: I just
2: hope he gets yeah, like terrible yeah. diarrhea when we play them. Yes.
9: <laughs> no, you, well, you want, oh, with Lamar? I, yeah. Listen, I, I ne- you never root for injuries, but um, I guess the Steelers are not good enough this that's, year. That's, but, like, I
3: think, why. Because we got no yeah. shot, and I think we're a couple of years away from it. I, 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 if somehow I see it as being a problem for Baltimore if they have to pay him. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. yes, get your money, you're awesome, and then you'll never pan out past the first three years of that contract, and they'll be sitting on all of that cash that they, they owe you, and their cap situation see, will be screwed.
9: The only thing that I'll say about the injury thing is, like, it does – we are at a point now with, with like, medicine and, and science and doctors and all these surgeries, like, injuries aren't really – there aren't really career-ending injuries, it feels like, anymore. In ter- Obviously, there are the freak hits where, like, back stuff and spinal stuff. But in terms of, like, a, a knee blown out or an ankle, like, even Alex Smith, who – like he played again, he was yeah. not, he was it's way insane. at the end of his tail, tail end of his career. But I just think that was like, oh my god! Like if you tear your ACL tears, people come back in nine months now. It's crazy how fast it feels like guys come back. So, TJ Watt, let's, um, hope T. J. let's hope it happens for TJ.
3: Let's hope it happens for TJ. Yeah,
9: I hope I hope he doesn't get hurt. But I also am like, I, I don't think. Um, it's like it was like twenty years ago where it's like, Oh my god, if he gets hurt, his career will never be the same. Okay,
3: last thing for you. In one word, describe what it felt like to watch Wisconsin, Ohio State this past weekend.
9: Oh man. I mean the name was sound and I was like, Let's go, Badgers. I think it lasted like five minutes, and I put it on the third TV with no sound. I was like, I can't do this.
2: You demoted the game.
9: This. This is I demoted the game. I relegated the game. It was it was just it was so bad. We're so far away from what Ohio State and those upper echelon teams are, that it was like, I'm not even going to, I'm going to pretend this didn't even happen.
3: <laughs> Big Cat from Pardon My Take, sponsored by <laughs> Yingling. This football season, bring the goods with Yingling Traditional Lager. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. See All ya. Right. See you, uh, Mark Madden on the way for you here. Still to come. DVE. Call Zero Res for carpet cleaning in three rooms starting at $129. bucks. 0 Res. Call today. Hey Steelers fans, Randy here. How would you like to have dinner with Cam Hayward and Ryan Shazier? Thanks to my friends at Edgar Snyder and Associates, the chance is yours for the taking.
7: Just head to edgarsnyder.com. Back- on appliance, uh, no major changes coming for the Steelers. Mike Tomlin making that clear yesterday. What they have done offensively hasn't been good enough to win lately, but the head coach still perceives progress as having been made and the offense trending in the right directions individually and collectively.
8: You know, there are a lot of things that that we need to do better. There are a lot of things that we'd like to do better. I think the best way to sum up my evaluation of it, whether it's the collective unit or components of the unit, is that we've been better with every outing. And and so uh, it's reasonable to expect those improvements to continue. Um, We haven't done enough to win the last two football games, and so um, there's reason for alarm as it pertains to that. But largely I'm seeing... improvements in all areas whether it's individuals or whether it's the collective and and so it's our job um to tune out the noise and to remain committed to the path that we're on and work to get better in the effort to change the outcome of these games i expect our guys not to blink and 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 to continue to work and so um i have to display that as a leader and i intend to
5: yeah that
7: includes uh quarterback mitch trubisky who uh, is under fire and justifiably so But uh, Mike Tomlin sees uh, his quarterback as uh, one of those guys he was talking about that's starting to figure it out and will continue getting opportunities to do so.
8: In all areas, um, in decision-making and where he's going with the ball, the time in which he's making decisions, the prudent use of mobility, um, whether it's by schematics or or by ad-lib, but just generally all areas.
7: You know, he was actually asked – yesterday if playing at home could become a bit of a problem <laughs> given mm-hmm. the climate at quarterback and the, the calls from the fans to uh, see Kenny Pickett get in there. And he said uh, words to the effect that, you know, they're never going to perceive their fans as a problem and they love the passion and the energy. I wonder if that'll <laughs> change on Sunday if things start going south against the J-E-T-S.
2: Well, it might be Jets, different Jets, Jets, now, Jets. but you have to say that.
7: Like, that has to be your public stance. Has to be. But like a lot of public stances, it's not necessarily the way it is. Uh, a lot of youngsters on this Steelers team, and they are getting a, a good dose of adversity here in the early going. Uh, Mike Tomlin emphasized yesterday it's going to be up to the veterans and the coaches to set a resolute tone. You know, I'm not concerned
8: about them. I think it's important that, that I and we show them as opposed to me worrying about what, how they absorb things, um, they watch us. They watch their leaders. They watch veteran players. They watch the coaches. Um, they get their, their marching orders from, from that. And so um, it's less about what we say and more about how we conduct ourselves. And that's kind of been my experience as it pertains to some of those things.
7: You know, Bill Cowher used to talk all the time about there's a fine line in this business. And uh, the Steelers are trying to straddle or balance the fine line right now between sticking to your guns and remain calm. Yeah. All is well. Mm-hmm. It's leaning, Starting to lean toward Kevin Bacon from where I'm sitting. But we'll see if they can uh, figure it out against those Jets. Who don't completely stink, but they're a team you should beat. But they're just good enough to beat us. Well, I think you said yesterday. They're probably looking at the Steelers thinking, Hey, we got a shot. Yeah, this exactly. this <laughs> is a winnable game. It's the... Thank God we're not playing Buffalo Bowl someday at Astroshurst Stadium. <laughs> Just stop the run. You Can start. we stop the run? New nose tackle, uh, Montrevious Adams, has uh, supplanted Tyson Alu Alu as the first team nose tackle. Minka Fitzpatrick in the concussion protocol, but Tomlin didn't seem uh, all too concerned about that yesterday. How did it get to here so fast? <laughs>
2: Playing Canada. I mean, the defense without T.J. Watt just hasn't been good enough to make up for how bad the offense has been. Yeah, I guess that's how. Thanks for clearing that up. (laughs) You know, there's just no margin for error on defense when you have an offense that's scoring 14 points a game. Who are you beating scoring two touchdowns in a game
7: in this league right now? So far, the uh, still-in-training camp Bengals. Right. Good thing they, With TJ. Good thing they decided to take the preseason off
3: with TJ. That's sports. All right, Mark Madden, when we return, and then Radiothon kicks off. Stay tuned. DVE.
0: Another DVE concert.
3: It's a DVE morning show. Randy Bauman, along with Bill Crawford, Val Porter, and uh, our producer Joe Kiki this morning. Our next guest sponsored by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers online sportsbook is Pittsburgh's hometown sportsbook. Bet now from anywhere. It's Mark Madden. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good morning, everybody. You're not a big better. Morning, you're not a big gambling man, are you?
9: Yeah, I gamble, why?
3: Oh, I was just asking. I didn't know if you were or you weren't. I you you're more of a go to the casino and gamble kind of guy, less a uh, bet on games kind of guy, right?
9: Well, when I bet on games, I do so at the casino, at the sportsbook. I even though betting online is a great convenience, it's one I think I might exercise too much if I did it.
3: Yeah, I understand. Have you
2: taking a bath like the rest of us so far this season? On what? On all of the football games?
9: No, I'm, I'm, you know, a little down. I'm, I, I bet soccer a lot. I'm a little down on that too. But uh, what are the lines in it soccer? it play... includes like table games too. I gambled a lot more when I was younger and broker. Now that I have the money, I don't see it as something that necessarily will change my life. Not that it really was then, but I'd rather keep the money for the most part. I, I, I dabble.
3: Do you play money lines in soccer? Do you bet on ties? Like, how, is, like, yeah, how do you uh, bet? I, I, I I mean, all
9: that stuff. I, I bet on uh, uh, draws. I bet on you know, uh player to, to score two goals or more, player to score first goal. Team to win, plus player to score, a bunch of different stuff.
3: That actually sounds fun. Uh, Did you go see Aerosmith this past weekend?
9: Yes. I saw them them Monday night.
3: Where? Las Vegas, where you're calling me at right now. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, you're in Vegas? I didn't know you were there. Thanks for getting up that early, man. I didn't realize that. Uh, Tell me about that show.
9: It was great. Uh, You know, I have minor complaints with their set list because they – go too much with the 80s, Marty Fredrickson type of stuff, you know. But, uh, but you know, their their performance was great. I mean, Tyler still gets way up there for the high notes, and and not too many guys, you know, in the Heritage bands do that anymore. Uh, it was great. The only thing they would have changed is a very minor adjustment to the set list. But, but you know, they didn't play last child, didn't play draw the line. I, I can't believe those are ever omitted
3: yeah i mean the whole 90s catalog i was kind of out on i in one way i was like well i'm happy they're making money but their first five records to me were just outstanding and i thought they were the best american band for a long time and then they became something else which you know it is what it is can't stay on top forever
9: oh no i still think they're the best american band in history i grateful i just prefer like you said those first five albums uh, I mean, some of the songs from the 80s and 90s you know, uh, were not only not only songs that broke through, but they were pretty good. But I just prefer the early stuff. And if I had my way, I'd design the slit, slit list a little
3: differently. What was the crowd like?
1: I don't think he heard it. Mark?
3: Hello? Yeah, hi. What was the crowd like there?
9: It was packed. Like, it's 5,100 people, I think. Um, it, although the Vegas crowds for any rock show the response is is like just a little i do know it's tough to judge because it's a lot of touristy but it's also mixed in with a lot of people who went to vegas specifically to see the van band so you'll see a lot of really big reaction to to the band but like um i was sitting like in a booth like a vip type thingy and like the the the, the three women next to me weren't interested in it but just drinking yeah you know like they were kind of mm-hmm. glancing at the show and just drinking and and talking among themselves, thank heavens, not too loud.
3: Uh, you know, Aerosmith fans are funny too because they played <laughs> they played at Jazz Fest one year down in New Orleans, and uh, you know that that is a very like. Um Friendly scene Like it is known For being Like my old man Used to say Like I can't believe There's this many people And there's no fights Like that used to Blow them away Well that changed When Aerosmith showed up (laughs) Like the Aerosmith fans All over the French quarter There was like Bruins fans And Rangers fans And they were like Starting fights With Penguin fans And it was It was so funny It was like Aerosmith comes down here And all of a sudden all Everybody's in their Hockey jerseys All these meatheads here. Well it's like Playoff time Is You know it's in May when, When they have Jazz Fest But it just was so funny like after, you know, being there for 15 years, the band that changed the entire dynamic of the entire event was Aerosmith.
9: Not in in the least hard to believe. Uh, um, you know, I don't know if you I don't know what the real story is, but, you know, Joey Kramer is not playing with them. The drummer.
3: Yes, I do. They know. have his
9: drum tech in and, and the rumor is they kicked him out because he's a radical trumper.
3: Well, I think uh, he's definitely, a, a, a you know, right wing radical. But I also think his playing was not up to snuff. I think that was their real issue with it.
9: Yeah, I'd, I'd like to have seen if his playing were up to snuff. Were he not a well, radical?
3: Do you, bump, do you uh, not do you I'm, not think that Joe Perry is probably like that? I mean, these are Boston guys. You know what I mean? It's like Joey Ramone. You know, he he wasn't going to be a shrinking violet.
9: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I just I, Johnny it's Ramone. It's not sorry. quite the same without those five. All five guys. There's some bands it has to be the whole group, and I think they're one of those. Although, there have been times in the past where like, they subbed in, gosh, for Tom Hamilton because of illness. So, you know, again, I was glad to see him. I'm seeing uh, Rod Stewart tonight, and then uh, Aerosmith again Thursday, Rod Stewart again Friday. And I saw Get the Lead Out last night. How was that? That's the same every time. I mean, I don't mean it in a, in a bad way, it's just, you know... They're a very Led Zeppelin-y sounding Led Zeppelin tribute act.
3: Where did you see them?
9: A Brooklyn Bowl.
3: Oh, how do you like that venue? By the way, I don't. Why not?
9: Uh, uh, you know, it's standing, standing room. I I paid like extra for a for a VIP thing, but you know, it was still you know, it just it's it just a very I don't. Know, it, it, some people would say there's character. I would have said it had character at 31. At 61, I feel mm-hmm. differently. Yeah.
2: What about the food, Mark? I know you always go to good restaurants out there. Have you gone to Salt Bay's restaurant or what are you hitting?
9: I, I did. I went to Salt Bay's restaurant Monday night.
2: Nice. How was it?
9: Uh, good. I got a I got a gourmet hamburger. I didn't get anything big, but it was it, it's un, it's unusual. They like they like have gold steaks. I don't know what they do. They put gold food coloring. Or maybe it's real gold. I don't know. It's edible. They put it on steaks and burgers, and it's incredibly expensive. I I passed on that idea.
3: Are you going to see Sean McDowell while you're there?
9: I did I had lunch with him yesterday.
3: Uh, Where did he take you to that? Pepper Mill? Pepper Mill.
9: No, we went there uh, prior. We went to uh, Cafe Americano at Caesars Palace.
3: I I talk to Sean more now that he's retired and moved to Vegas (laughs) than I ever did when he lived here in Pittsburgh.
9: Oh, let me tell you, he, he is inspiration for me. Him, Tom McMillan, Ed Bouchette, extremely happy being retired.
3: Well, why don't you retire? Thinking about it. Well, you're going to fill out your contract, though, right? you fulfill your contract, yeah. that is to say. and you gotta... Yeah, I think
9: I have like 23 more months, something like that. And even after that, if, the, if I could get a limited schedule, and I'm not sure I should be talking about this on the air, but, <laughs> but even, e- even then, if I could get a limited schedule, I would probably do that. I would like to do that.
2: Would you I, live out there with Sean?
9: No, 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 yeah, with Sean, I'd move in with Sean and
3: Cindy. <laughs> Cindy has suffered enough, um yeah, I was gonna say so now, this is interesting to me though because I've asked you this before, why you know, a podcast seems like perfect for you you could d- you do three of them a week, no headache, and think how happy you would be, Think how I'm, much I'm,
9: it- I'm doing three of them a week now.
3: I know, plus your show, I'm saying if you only had to do the podcast, think how much happier you'd be with all that free time.
9: Well, I would also, I'm also going to, you know, hopefully, I'm sure they would want me to do my columns for the Trib my four-week because those, you know, I'm a natural at that. I can, you know, I'm good at that, and I can whip that out pretty quickly. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do in two years. Who knows? Well, I hope you you find
3: a good balance, a nice work-life balance, and get off Twitter. It's
9: not about balance, Randall. I just hate what what my industry's become, uh, sports talk. uh, You're really expected to be a cheerleader now. And if you aren't, you just are vilified horribly. And there are guys in this town who once had potential to be good at this, and just turned into home team rah rah guys. And it's disgusting to hear them now. And it, you know, it just—I don't know. But but that's what's expected. So I can't really blame them. Uh, put it this way: I'm le- when I do leave, it'll be at about the right time. Because again, like I like, you know. We're, I, we're expected to say the Steelers are going to be good and Kenny Pickett could come in and save everything. And I'm sorry. They're 7-10, and 10, no better, no matter what this year. Always was that way. And if you say that, you're the biggest son of a bitch that ever lived.
3: See, I think it's how you say it, <laughs> personally. I think saying it, not a problem how you say it, and then react to people who find fault with you is where you get into trouble, and you go down those Twitter rabbit holes. I mean, I I wish you'd get off Uh, Twitter. Twitter,
9: Twitter The Twitter rabbit holes don't matter to me at all. That doesn't matter. I think it does. uh, Like, I just ironically tweeted not minutes ago. uh, You know, if you follow me around for a day, you'll find out how popular I am. I am wildly popular. But if you go on Twitter, you'd think I'm, again, the biggest son of a bitch in the world, and that's just not, not the case.
3: Well, then good. I'm glad that you're feeling the love from people in public. Maybe you should get off Twitter, because yeah. what's the point?
9: Uh, you kind of have to to do what we do. You manage you do. it a lot Howard better Stern? than I do, and I get bored.
3: Howard Stern doesn't.
9: Yeah, well, talk talk about a guy who sold out. He doesn't need to go on Twitter to do that.
3: Uh, Mark Madden, he didn't sell out. He's in Las Vegas. So but-
9: you don't agree that he sold out gratuitously?
3: No, I don't think he's selling out. I think he, I think that he wants to do what he's doing. I don't think he did it for money. I think he, he did it for his own sanity, and I think he wanted to grow up. I, I you know, it's like the, you know, the yeah, person who hasn't yeah, changed. believe
9: me, if he wasn't married to Miss Fox Chapel, he'd still be throwing bologna at naked girls' asses. That's why he did that. Come on.
3: No, I think you grow up, and that stuff becomes less like not appealing. Yeah. Uh,
9: I couldn't I couldn't disagree more vehemently. If you listen to his show, you could pick out like large chunks where he hasn't grown up.
3: I admittedly don't get to listen to him as much, so I, I, I can't say. I
9: never you. do, So, but I, I listen to it enough to never want to listen to him again.
3: But I do agree with the adage that if you're the same person as you were 20 years ago, you wasted 20 years.
9: Well, I think that's convenient.
3: Mark Madden, 105.9 <laughs> VX each afternoon, 3 to 6. Are you doing the show from Vegas?
9: Yeah, yeah. I uh, my, my the studio is literally right across the street from where I'm staying. I'm, I'm in Fremont Street, although it seems impenetrable. I, I didn't do it the first two days. I'm doing it one, t- today, Thursday and Friday. Like I can't figure out a way to get in. All these these doors are like steel doors with with no windows, and you got to buzz to get in. I, I've been scared to buzz so far. So. I would have a replacement at the ready where I where I uh, Abby our program director.
3: Okay, I'll, we'll let her know. We got Radiothon <laughs> kicked off 3 minutes ago so we got to go. All right, good. See Thanks, man. 412-692-8900 is the number to call to become a rock star right now. DVE's Radiothon kicks off with Michelle Michaels. Log on to dve.com and donate online as well. And tomorrow morning and Friday we'll be doing nothing but Radiothon. Well, I'm very much looking forward to the next few days. And uh, our apologies for running into uh, the 10 o'clock hour here. Uh, Please uh, show uh, your support for Children's Hospital. 412-692-8900. Talk to you guys tomorrow. I'm finished. You stay classy, Pittsburgh. Don't touch your face.
10: I got him dead, Pittsburgh, all day, baby. For now, you gotta call me
1: Ronald. Would you not eat my pants? Ronald. Ah!
5: Ah! You always say ah at the end of the
1: ride. <laughs> oh!
3: Murray! Blurry! Google it! Ah! You better
9: take him up and put him down!
7: It's time for the Steelers Daily Report on DVE, brought to you by Ireland Contracting, your number one home exterior experts, and by Caliente Pizza and Drafthouse,
10: three-time World
9: Pizza Champions and Best Pizza in America winners with seven locations in Pittsburgh. Here's Bob
6: Labriola. Mike Tomlin announced a change to his starting lineup, and it focuses on the area that currently is holding the Steelers back. Tyson Aluoglu has been benched, and Montrevius Adams is now the starting nose tackle. The Steelers' defense against the run is back to being the worst in the NFL. In their last two games, both losses ended with the opponent dominating the line of scrimmage and eating up hunks on the fourth quarter by running the ball over and over and over again. The sexier move? The move the fans want would be benching Mitch Trubisky and making Kenny Pickett the starting quarterback. But in terms of what has been costing the Steelers games, the bigger issue has been run defense. I'm Bob Labriola of Steelers.com.
5: This is Doug Gottlieb. Here's what's trending from the iHeart Sports Network. Presented by Staples Stores. The Pirates snapped a 1-1 tie with three
7: runs in the seventh. They beat the Reds again and go for a three-game sweep today. A practice day for the Steelers, who are getting ready for Sunday's home game with the Jets. Penguin center Jeff Carter day-to-day with an upper body injury that was suffered on Saturday. Meanwhile, the Pens last
3: night fell in their preseason game against Detroit. Preseason schedule resumes Saturday with a game against
6: Buffalo. I'm Matt McCoy staples print and marketing services help small businesses create bold signs to make big impressions right now get ten dollars off custom printed signs banners and
4: posters